0: hey i'm jeff reed i'm craig killian and this is the from first to last podcast From first to last podcast It's a podcast For my friend Craig and I We get together each week We work our way Through a director's Theatrical filmography From the first film All the way through To their last Craig It's our last film Of the season Yay <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna <to> be <laughs> I honest you not. I
1: love Ron Howard But I'm fucking tired
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd reached uh, I was talking to Kathy Lee this week and I've reached peak Ron Howard. I've uh, reached peak I've Ron Howard. I've had enough. So I swear my, my pubes are getting red. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much into Ron Howard I am now. Deep into Ron Howard. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, it's a great it's I'm happy that we're ending the uh, season's worth of films in this manner. Oh, yeah, same. It's a, same. It's good to hit a Star Wars film. We are talking solo today. I'm really pleased because we're actually joined by someone on the podcast Yay! today. And it's Mr. Glenn Fredericks. He's going to be our resident Star Wars expert. How you doing, Glenn? Yeah, I'm doing great. <laughs> good, yeah. good. Thanks you for good. having me. Oh, look, we are very excited to have you. Yeah. We thought we were talking about who could be our person that if ever we get in a territory where we are not talking well about the, the topic of Star Wars, who would pull us up and... Your name popped up. Glenn's been around in Newcastle. He's known as the Star Wars guru. Tell us a bit about yourself, Glenn.
2: Um, Yeah, I kind of cringe when I hear that. I have been called Newcastle's biggest Star Wars fan by no less than the Triple M um, Harness oh, of the morning show ooh,
1: Yeah High praise but, indeed yeah, But know, I'm, I'm, It's not Reamer uh, FM uh,
2: uh, <laughs> No No No
1: Because I'm uh, i take it with a grain of salt
3: Yeah Tony
2: and Steve Like give me the big ups and, and then I'd have people message me Going do-, do you do you think you're Newcastle's biggest fan Oh and, Oh um, gosh Oh yeah You know You don't want that title Jumping into that toxic pool No No It's like You know then everybody's a contender, and you're holding the belt up. They just yes. won't want to get you in the ring. No, and I have I've have said to them, I I didn't call myself that. I am Newcastle's luckiest Star Wars fan oh. because I get to meet so many Star Wars fans when I had the cafe, yeah. a, a, which I call a Star Wars inspired cafe. It wasn't re, I mean it was plenty of Star Wars stuff there. I wouldn't say it was themed because it wasn't like Mos Eisley canteen or anything. Yes. Yeah. So you know, I just jammed it pack full of. Star Wars stuff and costumes and all sorts of stuff so I was very lucky in that I got to meet Star Wars fans almost every day Um, and not just Star Wars fans there was also people that I got to meet who had worked on the sets as well as not only just worked on the sets like as carpenters but Got roles in the movie oh, so awesome um,
1: Jay LaGaya Looking for work
2: <laughs> 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 he, 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 was com- he was coming
1: in For a waiter's job Hey, you know I was actually on set, hey Because <laughs> that damn Home and Away Don't, us, <laughs> that don't do diverse casting <laughs>
2: <laughs> There was um, Bro, man I'm going to figure I should have written Their names down I didn't even think I'd go over this But Zach And his brother They played Oh they played two Jedi's in the the big scene in the the, um, the big Jedi fight scene when they all get slaughtered in the yeah, stadium. Yeah, yeah, in the stadium. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So oh, I love that moment. Yeah. and the and it's so it's the one that's got the big like the horns. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, 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 that dude. Yeah. His name is. Oh, look, you know, I'm Star so, Wars fan. forgotten the name. The other one was Kit Fisto. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so those those two characters were actually two of the Jedi out of the four who fought. Emperor Palpatine, yeah, and got slaughtered. So the gu- so the guys who played those roles, so are carpenters on the set, so and good. you know it's a bit of a bit of a hand solo. Oh, sorry, Harrison Ford yeah. sort of thing happening there. Yeah, um, and the older brother got his brother uh, a gig on on the set, Fox Studios. Yeah, one should. of them one of them was building a set. The uh, I think the other brother was doing offices for the accountants or something, <laughs> and. And the younger brother, he had dreadlocks. And reportedly, and this was actually told to me by the older brother. So I got to meet him at the cafe. Um, He'd seen his younger brother there with the dreadlocks and was like, that's a really cool look. And so he designed Kit Fisto based on on that guy. And then then went, can I get, we've got this big battle scene, you know, green screen all that sort of stuff. Can I get you on? He's like, yeah, great. So when he broke the news to his brother, and he'd been sleeping on his brother's couch there in Sydney, (laughs) his brother was a bit pissed off, yep. say the least, because they had you know, they had been probably five years old when the original movie came out. Yeah. yeah. And they'd been having lightsaber fights for years. <laughs> and now his brother got to be a Jedi. So then he was doing something on set and his brother came running up to him and said, I think it was like a Korean stuntman couldn't play this other role. Yeah. Um, almost had the name then. And, you know, drop your tools. Do you want to get on there? So he went, got all the makeup and stuff done and end oh, up being so on there awesome. so they didn't go back to reprise that roles in 2005 because they were working on Survivor oh wow they were wow. building sets for Survivor and they, and so the Australian what, Survivor um um, no, I think it was the American okay. one, um, because it, I think it's an Australian production company that that make made or makes. Oh, go to the islands and yeah, do everything on there. Yeah, them. so these oh, two guys wow. are now actually executive producers. Like they know they 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 run things there now. Yeah, so they knew um, the Tea Collective. It's a coffee shop that was just nearby yeah it was their friend she came into the coffee shop introduced herself and said I've got some friends that were in the movies like blah 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 she's telling me all this stuff Um, would you you and this is before she brought them in or one of them anyway and said "Oh, she'd been chatting to them about the, about this coffee shop, and she didn't realise that they had been in the movies. And yeah. They're like, oh, I mean, you've seen the post. Like when we go to comic cons, you see us yeah. you know, we're signing stuff. So that he was like, oh, we'll, we'll send him some signed prints. Oh wow! So yeah. it was like, and so she came in and she goes, what would you like to have them write on it? And um, and I said, for the Empire or something like that. And so when she came back, she's like. Apparently they're not going to write that. Because, <laughs> so, so, yeah, but they ended up giving me some signed prints. And oh. He came in. Um, she let me know that he was going to be in town and he came in and I had about four other guys from the 500 or three guys and a girl from 501st there so he came in probably just expecting to see me yeah and then there's like five of us going <laughs> ah, ah, you know just geeking so out and, good. Yeah, and we sat down gave him coffee and he just told us about those stories and stuff awesome tell yeah. us a bit about the
0: 501st Glenn uh, for anyone that may not be a big Star Wars fan uh what is the 501st and what do you do with them yep. yeah um, how do you become a 501st okay. yeah well
2: currently what we do is nothing <laughs> like everyone COVID. else COVID. COVID. Yeah. so five hundred and first Legion was started in nineteen ninety seven by Alban Johnson. Yeah. Um he just he he built a star, a stormtrooper costume, went to a Comic Con and people were like, Wow, that's really, really cool and just from there it grew and they called themselves the uh well, it's like cell eleven thirty eight I think. And then they became the five hundred and first squad and then they went, uh oh, we're growing bigger than this, it's become the Legion yeah and then Alban end up meeting george lucas and like had a gentleman's agreement to say that we people who part of the 501st um and so the aim of it is to have like a screen accurate costume yeah you gotta look like you've walked off the movie set so everything has to be absolutely like it's mickey mouse yeah um mickey mouse you know with disney i guess that's (laughs) very pretty well done well done yeah yeah. cross pollination but but what they what they'll do is there's certain depending on what costume it is there could be certain levels so for like a stormtrooper costume i'm just like a basic stormtrooper i'm allowed to have leather gloves but if and then there's a level up from that and then the top level is you've actually got to have rubber gloves um washing up gloves rubber because that's what they used on the set oh wow, oh, wow. And, and, and they're very uncomfortable to wear though and they get sweaty and your sweat pools in it yeah so people who want to be really pedantic and be like everything's got to be spot on you know they'll want to have the rubber gloves where i'm like <laughs> i don't want to be that sweaty and disgusting so yeah, yeah. i'm gonna but I, i've been working on it and so when i went for approval for my first costume as a stormtrooper um i was rejected A few times because I'm five foot six. I'm a little short for a stormtrooper. Yeah, and Simon, who was taking photos of me, he's six foot three. So when he's taking photos, they were like the legs look really short, and I'm because I've got very short legs. Like, but they look extra short because of the angle of the photograph. So I mean, um, Simon, he has a problem with keeping his legs from revealing too much ankle. Yeah. So he's got to like strap them down. Where I probably took. Several inches off my legs, to because it was too too far up. Because we, otherwise, you kind of you walk like C three PO. Otherwise, um, <laughs> and and when you're just getting it right, you get what's called armor bites. So you know, pl- hard plastic will pinch on your on your inside your elbows and yep. behind your knees, yeah. and it, it looks terrible. <laughs> you get all bruised and sometimes bloody from if it's not quite right. Yeah. So um, my scout trooper costume, which isn't approved yet. Um, I've got to get it, I've got to get the cum, the cummerbund done. Well, I'll call it the nappy because it has, <laughs> I think it's supposed to have six stitch lines or five and mine's got, when it was made, the, the person done it with six or seven, Like there's one extra stitch line. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. And so it's like, uh, that's wrong. So what's the reference of five hundred first? Well, that was just something that Alban he he based it on the Roman legions. He just went. okay, yeah. I mean, they went up to thirty odd, I guess. I yep. can't really remember. I, I'm rather fond of the Roman Empire, um, but he just went. Let, let's call it the five hundred first legion, which then was later adopted by by Lucasfilm, and yeah, they created wow. them, and, and that's what he that became Vader's fist. Yeah. They call it in, um, in um, Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> so, and then in, throughout the books and, and comic book, you know, and everything kind of stemmed from there, but it came from fans going, we're going to have this legion of people. So, you've got to be 18 and over. You've got to have a, a, an approvable costume. I mean, other than that, there are no other, th- there's no yearly fees or anything that you pay. You've got to troop at least once a year. Okay. Which is currently on hold because of COVID. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll do fates, um, libraries, hospital visits. I can't imagine the hospital visits being back on the table. F-
3: who knows? For when. a fair yeah. while.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's oh you know I just just thinking of some of the. the The events that we've done, particularly, we've done some big events. Like Disney has had us do events down in Sydney for um, all manner of things, like the opening of Galaxy's Edge. Virgin Airlines, they had Stormtroopers there, and we had. Well, I say we had Chewbacca is part of the Bribble Legion, but says who gets dressed as Chewbacca. She's she also does like a Kylo Ren costume and stuff. she's on stilts and she looks like she looks like Chewbacca. Yeah, wow, yeah, looks and, and it was made by a guy named George. The, the the um the face George we call him Indy George he's in the Indiana Jones so he gets called <laughs> Indy George but he looks a bit like George Lucas <laughs> <laughs> so he wears like the flannel shirts and yeah he he really plays on that so, so people good. be like are you george lucas and you go. Yeah, i'm george and he <laughs> makes props and stuff and he's done work for bbc he's he, for bbc australia he's made uh, a tardis that's gone around australia for promotional stuff so, so, good. so he makes things so he often caught referring himself as the maker yeah so when he, he's like fake the maker goes, you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> that's so <laughs> good
0: yeah. well People at home, you can hear that Glenn is an untapped resource for us here today of Star Wars knowledge. It's so good. I'm really excited to also hear what Glenn feels about today's film a bit later on because I think uh, we we talked a little bit off mic just about maybe the misunderstanding around the film in in release and we'll sort of get there and maybe the way that uh, people didn't really give it the, the opportunity that it could have. Yeah. Um, so, once again, we'll get into it. So, last week, Craig, we talked Inferno. Oh, yeah. It feels like an eternity ago. Can it you was, believe that was it? only last week? <laughs> Jesus, that feels ages. That's because we're on a hangover come down from all those uh, chicken burgers we chicken ate. Chicken that was awesome. I poured <laughs> As mm. always, things got a bit loose after a chicken burger and uh, the Inferno episode, we had a good time. It's uh, you know, another... Eh. Yeah,
1: Robert Langdon it's another, film. Uh, Have you seen
2: Inferno? I haven't. No, I oh,
1: not a fan. Of, yeah, fan of those series.
2: I have. I've read the books, um, Angels and Demons and the Da Vinci Code. Mm-hmm. I saw the movies. I preferred the books. I, I really liked Angels and Demons the book. Yes,
1: Angels and Demons the movie is
2: not bad either. Yeah, I think they left out. We we're just talking before. Yeah, about, we did. Important plot point from the book that wasn't mentioned. Yeah, the here's tell a me, plot tell point. Me, tell me, tell me. Glenn, please, Phil Craig, in. So, um, look, it's been. When did that movie come out? I stopped. Re- I never uh, read the book. Look, I can tell
0: you right now. I've got it right here. Angels and Demons was released in two thousand and
2: nine. Two thousand. That's eleven years ago. So it's been. I've watched it like the once. I saw it cinematic release. I'd read the book before then. Probably two thousand and. Two thousand and six, I think I read the book. Yeah, and I thought angels because Angels and Demons the book came out before yeah before the Da Vinci the Code. Code. Yeah, and I, I, it, I, it was an absolutely fantastic book. Um, so the character that Ewan McGregor plays, I don't yeah. remember his name, but in the book he was the Pope's son. Oh yeah, and that, wasn't, that wasn't. I totally forgot about it too. Wow, I, I that, didn't know yeah, that wasn't in the movie and i felt that was important because that was a defining factor that he felt he felt betrayed yeah um, he felt that the pope had also betrayed the church uh, and there's all those other emotions about being being rejected really um uh. Yeah. There you go. And then in the, in the book... Was he an illegitimate child? Yes. yes. It was a nun. It
3: yes. The, it's all coming back yeah.
2: to I think you could have been cardinal or priest at the time. Yeah. Got a nun pregnant. She had the child. And he, he'd grown up with this this member of the church rising through the ranks, it taking on his wing as an apprentice, but... Showed him, I think, a fair bit of fatherly love but couldn't admit to him that he was yeah. his father. So that was the plot twist, was it? That was a big plot, well, that t- plot was twist. Because the, the the there was force. really no
0: uh, motivation for Ewan McGregor to be so anti the Pope because he assassinates the Pope. Yeah. So, th- like, he talked about, you know, that he wasn't happy with it. And, yeah, but and, yeah. But it wasn't really explained well. So, no. yeah, very interesting. Yeah. I, I
2: think in the book too... So, because he dies, obviously, yeah. Um, and they get him cremated and they, they in, inter his ashes yeah. with the Pope in the book. Oh. oh. So ah. the the son could be with the father. Yeah, wow. Mm. Yeah.
1: Seriously, if my kid kills me, I don't want his ashes anywhere near me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're fucking banned.
3: <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I love
0: you. But, yeah. Uh, so if people at home haven't worked it out, we are talking Solo a Star Wars story. Yes. One of the... Two standalone films that we did get outside of the Skywalker saga. Oh, yeah. Also, cool Three, s- standout films as well. Stand out. Hey, I'm in agreement. I love Rogue One. Yeah, I, I love, love Rogue One. I love Solo. Yeah. I'm not ashamed <laughs> to say it early on. I love Solo. Just gave it away. So, guys, <laughs> there's a little bit of history behind this film. As with anything Star Wars, there's going to be a little bit to talk about. Mm. So should we dive in and hear about the film's journey to screen? Yeah, let's dive in. Let's get so in. So good. So just talking a little bit of Ron Howard for the moment. It's 19 months between Inferno and Solo. Ah. Not a very big turnaround no, time. he always keeps it short, And he? as we're going to find out later, this is the shortest turnaround time for any project that Ron Howard has worked on. Yeah. In an incredible way. But we'll get there later. It's also been a very emotional time for Ron. Because uh, sadly, Ron's father, Rance, has passed away in between Inferno oh. and Solo. So I saw Clint. Clint's in there. I love that it. Clint popped up. So, Clint, Ron Howard's brother, oh, yeah, makes know, an appearance. Oh, that, yeah. that rubs he, me the wrong way. Does it? Yeah. Oh, we'll get there later. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Lepidism. So, actually, Rance had contracted West Nile virus. What's and that? it's it's a virus that sort of works on your immune system. Oh okay. And actually led to him having heart failure as a result of this. So oh, poor so yeah, he he'd actually appeared in over 100 films. Damn. Chinatown, Cool Hand Luke, so many pretty much everything that Ron Howard had done he popped up in and he was 89 years old. So obviously that's a big part of Ron's life going on in the middle of all yeah. this. Pretty crazy. On the work front, He's actually been developing Genius, which we talked about in our mini episode at the start of the season, which was a TV series starring Jeffrey Rush, based on Albert Einstein's life. Actually, they'd released the trailer this week for the third series. Did you see it? No. Aretha Franklin. Oh, that's pretty good. Which would be really cool. Um, So he went on to direct the pilot episode of that, starring Jeffrey Rush, and we did talk about that, and it's sort of correlation with A Beautiful Mind and in the style. Yeah, it it is, it is, it is. So he's also working on at the same time, Ron Howard never sleeps, Glenn. We're learning very much so. He's developing a fifth season of Arrested Development for Netflix. Cool. And he's also producing The Dark Tower, which was released in 2017. So remember, he was writing and being a part, not writing, but he producing the one that got released. He produced the one that got released. And he's actually in uh, the last 12 months come out and talked about how he feels that he really let that project down. Uh, He wishes that it was more horror-focused as the books are. Oh, yeah. He felt it would have been a a bigger success. (laughs) So in June 2017, Ron Howard gets announced as the director of the then-untitled Han Solo film. But we'll get there in a bit because there is a huge journey to go on. Yes. So the idea of a young Han Solo is actually not a more recent concept. It's actually something George Lucas had wanted to do for quite a while. Mm. And a younger Han Solo, he actually wrote in early drafts in a Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. And so there was, um, in there, he was going to be a 10-year-old orphan. And during the Battle of Kashyyyk, did I say that right, Glenn? Kashyyyk? Yeah, Kashyyyk, yep. Yeah, which is the, the Wookiee um, planet, that there would be a young Han Solo there uh, battling along with all the Wookies. And, yeah. and the sort of backstory there that in my, and correct me if I'm wrong, Glenn, but the, the, the aim was to actually show that Han Solo had been orphaned and raised by Wookiees the whole time. So the relationship then friendship that he had with Chewie was essentially because he was almost a father-like figure for him.
1: Was there another, okay, so referring to the judge, was there another origin where he was meant to be an Empire pilot who was meant to kill Chewie?
2: They're, they did deal with it in some books. Yeah, in some of the so books. So there, there was, was a trilogy ben, of books and he was... Um,
1: like he flew for the Empire and they asked him to kill Chewie or he, Chewie's family. Oh, and he
2: really? freed him. And, he, I think he was he seen didn't. him being tortured and he freed Chewbacca, thus giving like the life debt. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. okay. That's cool. So Lucas actually really loved this idea of a young Han Solo and... Uh, he really wanted to show the the sort of origins of meeting Chewbacca. He loved the idea of that happening and how they got the Millennium Falcon. So he actually wrote it into the what we never got, but the Star Wars Underworld TV series. Hello. It was going to be a plot line in that. Now, the, the Underworld TV series, there's actually footage of it out there. Um, have you seen it, Glenn? It's about nine minutes worth of footage that George Lucas had actually shot no, as I a proof of that. concept to okay. try and get it out there. It's very, well, I think we've discussed it yeah, yeah. before. it's, it's neonish. Shit. It's, it's very it's Blade, Blade Runner-y. runner-y. So oh, it shows like lots of stormtroopers walking through, almost like it's in Revenge of the shot up like a Sith. marketplace. It's like a futuristic
1: Hong Kong marketplace yeah. type thing.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of, is it Revenge of the Sith where they ha- it starts off with Obi-Wan and Anakin on the, the ship and they're chasing that bounty hunter?
3: I think Oh, it's no, Attack that's, of the that's Clones. Attack of the Clones, yeah.
0: So it very much looked like that city is the underworld. So we should, maybe we'll pop it up on the socials because it's yeah, out cool. there for the whole yeah, yeah, that'd be world awesome. to get out and see. Um, so we're going to fast forward. And actually, the Star Wars Underworld TV series was announced like it got so far. They announced it at one of the Star Wars celebrations in 2005.
1: And they said they wrote it, hey. Remember, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're about they wrote like 20 hours of it or something like that.
0: And there's, is there a whole other TV series? There's another Star Wars TV series that sort of they wrote completely a comedic yes, one? something like that. Oh, I'll have to look it up. But yeah, very it's a universe. Yeah, it is. It's a big universe. So we're going to fast forward. Here, we're <laughs> fast a forwarding universe. to 2012 and George Lucas starts developing a solo film about a young Han Solo. Mm-hmm. So a standalone project and... He hires Lawrence Kasdan to write the film. Now, Lawrence Kasdan is very important to the Star Wars cinematic universe, isn't he, Glenn? Uh, He wrote Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. He also went on to write Raiders of the Lost Ark. He wrote and directed The Big Chill. Oh, really? Yes. With Kevin Costner? (laughs) He wrote The Bodyguard. (laughs) There you go, with Kevin Costner. (laughs) And worked on The Force Awakens. So he's a bit of a... I guess you'd, you'd consider him a legend of the Star Wars world. Lance oh yeah, casting. I mean
2: just from Empire Strikes Back* alone. Yeah, yeah.
0: did he direct it? I can't uh, remember. Mm, I know no. George didn't direct *Empire*. That's yeah, why, that's why it's so good. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no,
2: just jokes, Uncle George. Just jokes, um, <laughs> Uncle George. I love it. <laughs> he
0: listens. He listens to this. He, he's, he gonna be, he's gonna he be. He's gonna be listening to this. Um, so he's going on and doing it and then George Lucas in the middle of pre- preparing this project sells the company off to Disney. Ah. Yeah. So obviously that gets put on the back burner a little bit. Yeah, 4.3 billion, billion billion dollars, dollars just man, a tiny about. little drop in the pool. Also very intelligently he took a big cut of it in stock. Yeah. I so know. <laughs> smart boy. He's always been a smart oh. he's always
1: been more business minded than Hollywood minded.
0: And I can tell you uh, was Star Wars before the Marvel p- purchase? No. So,
1: Marvel can't was first. I not remember. Because I remember when they bought Marvel because Marvel had just... It was around about Thor, the second Thor. Um, because... That's right. Because there was a worry. remember I I was always worried because they always struggled for funding, and remember we were covering it because we were covering for because Paramount were doing the distribution. That's right. They were were constantly with Paramount, and then suddenly it went to Disney, and we got nothing from then onwards.
0: That's right. Mm. Because we did. We covered both Thaws, didn't
1: we? Yeah. And we had our ends with, um, ironically, Rob Owen, who was another five o first. Yes. and he basically was, yeah, he was Paramount and he used to give us all the stuff.
0: Yes. Oh, wow. Um, just in case anyone's interested, Irvin Kershner directed Empire Strikes Back. So there you go. I was um, going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is so Kirsh- good. But <laughs> Kazdan then just gets, he gets um, hired by Disney to go on and write Force Awakens for them. Mm-hmm. So he actually steps away from the Han Solo project. But believed in it so much that he brought his son on to continue writing the project while he worked on Force Awakens. So they're developing it without Disney sort of involved at that stage. Now, I just want to take a little moment and talk about the Kasdans as a family because the more I looked into it, they are just bonkers within the film industry. So obviously, we've talked about what Lawrence has done. John was an actor since a child. He actually made his debut in The Big Chill. Yep. Went on to write... Freaks and Geeks Oh wow Dawson's Creek Oh Dawson. And directed a couple episodes as well Starring in some of them I don't want to wait Now Lawrence's other son Is Jake Kasdan Now Jake Kasdan Yeah, Yeah Keep me up with Jake Directed a film called Orange County With Jack Black Nah Okay I can't think of it I think of for the moment. He wrote and uh, Colin Hanks is in it as well. It's one of those sort of stoner movies from the early 2000s. Ur, I think I do. He wrote and directed a film called Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. I love that movie. <laughs> directed Bad Teacher, Sex Tape and both Jumanji films. Both Jumanji films? <laughs> oh. yes. How
1: do you jump from Sex Tape to both Jumanji films? Well, so we're talking obviously the both rock Jumanji films. Yes. Okay, yep. cool. Because I watched that the other day. That they're fun. Good. Yeah, they're heaps fun. They're heaps of, heaps of fun. He's fun. So Leave that's your brain out the door, obviously, but it's heaps of fun.
0: That's Jake Kasdan. So, all... From Lawrence, good work, Lawrence. Good on, Lawrence. Good stock. Yeah, good good stock. stock, good stock, good <laughs> stock. Great, great seaman now, Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> He's studying himself out to anyone that wants any yeah, exactly. Hollywood <laughs>
3: children.
1: <laughs> to all Star Wars fans as well, <laughs>
0: there'd be people who pay for it, man. There would be, there would be. So in February 2013, Disney announced that they're starting to develop two standalone Star Wars films, and one of them was going to be written by Lawrence Kasdan. Now, there was lots of reports surfacing on what those films would be about. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember, there was lots of talk about a Boba Fett film was going to be happening. Yes. Ah, yes. People were very excited for this po- prospect. There was a couple of rumours that the Boba Fett film, I remember um, that there was rumours that it would be a bounty hunter sort of film in the vein of Ocean's Eleven, where they pull together a group of bounty hunters who then have to steal something. Obviously, that premise goes on and gets used for Star Wars Rogue One, which is a whole heap of people coming together to steal the Death Star plans. But the other one doing the rounds with the Boba Fett was the young Han Solo film, focusing on his origins and, and all those sort of things. So... We get to July 2015 and it's announced that the Young Hard Solo project is being made. And I remember I was so stoked about this. You probably remember, Craig, how pumped I was because the directors announced at the time were Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Ah, yes, yes. Now, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, for those people at home who don't know who they are, they are writers and directors who became known at this time to go into a project that was a terrible idea. Taking it, giving it a stack of heart and making great films out of it. Yeah. So they'd they'd done it with Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs. I love that. Which people love. I still love it. Love too as well. The two twenty-one and twenty-two jump street films. Oh, oh so really? they wrote and directed those. And the Lego movie. Yeah, Lego movie's good. So and the I haven't Lego, seen the second one. Haven't you? No. Oh do it. It's really good. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. The anyway. second one is as good hey, it's Lego. Meets Mad Max Fury Road.
3: Oh, actually, <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know.
1: No, I should actually. I have seen it. Yeah. No, it's you say so that, Yeah. Good. I
0: have seen it. Yeah. And they get long ago, Yeah. Back in to write all the music. It's just like it's crazy town. It's good because it's actually got Evie into. Listening what are they to working bed. on now? Uh I've heard they've got a science fiction film that they're developing at the moment about astronauts. That's all I really know. Cool. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Space Whatever they about do. Spacemen. <laughs> so they come on board and then casting rumors start. And we're probably talking peak internet casting rumor time. Yeah. People went into overdrive. Early on, there was talk that it was going to be Zach Efron as Young Han Solo. No. Also, Aaron Paul was massive with Breaking Bad at the time.
1: Oh, yeah. So he
0: played Jesse. So lots of people were saying that he might get in on that. Yep. Uh, after watching the latest season of Westworld, I'm probably happy that he wasn't. Oh, really? Uh, Is he that bad? Oh, he's not bad. Bad, you know when someone's just good. They're when just they're, good. When they're not yelling,
2: bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that
0: cool. that character, he he, he does well. They're sort of just straight character. Yeah, there are some
1: people who like they can do on one version of an awesome character. Yeah. And then when they go on to something else, it just... Well, because also it comes down to the fact that you can't help but see him as that other character. And so when they're playing it, you're just like, oh man. I Jesse's just can't he's like Jesse. iconic
0: character I'll there's moments when he has moments of emotion he's really good so there's something really soulful in his eyes that i think you get drawn into emotion with him mm. but it's the other stuff and i just don't think he's got the charisma to be a han solo because you need to have so much charisma yeah, yeah, to be this definitely. role uh, also there was a, a an actor called anthony Ingruber that everyone was throwing around who was really big at the time he played young harrison ford in a film called of adeline he's aussie yeah and so is he, is he? yeah He's sozzy. So, wow. He was really good in Yeah, he Yeah, he,
1: he does an amazing impression of, yeah. his, Have of you. Have you seen support. that on
2: YouTube where he does... His audition? Yeah, it was... I think that got him the role for yeah. Age of Adeline. Mm. He does um, hand Solo in The Cantina. Love it. He does that monologue. He does it so well too, yeah. doesn't he? Age I mean, of
1: Adeline's not a bad film. Age of
0: Adeline's Man, a great it's film. It's not a bad
1: film. Yeah, it's, it's so good. It's weird, but really, you know, you just go, oh, cool. I I like it. Banging Harrison Ford's son. Yeah That was a weird little yeah, that, that was, was a little little weird twist. little moment Hey look, look We're through the family Yeah
3: <laughs> Yikes I know exactly like, Yeah oh, cool Cool Like
1: I, I don't know why Hollywood love to throw That type of shit into films You know what I mean It just like, keeps it, you on your toes Yeah I'll They want to keep your you on your toes Crazy. Small
3: world oh, But Who knows? I guess it
1: is small world You run into exes everywhere Don't you Sometimes they're the dad of
3: yours <laughs> <laughs> Yeah
0: yeah Now what's really huge About this project is Obviously it's a Star Wars film So if so if start so, if disney came knocking and said hey, Craig, we want you to work on a Star Wars film, you're going to be like, so long, Job. No, okay. I would say
1: no. <laughs> no? <laughs> no, man, seriously. My mental health is fragile to begin with, man. <laughs> Fuck it. Seriously, if you would have asked me prior to the newest ones, I would yeah. have said yes in a heartbeat. But oh. after these, man, I could create a masterpiece and people would still threaten
0: me. Yeah, yeah. We talked a bit about this off mic, didn't no, we, Glenn? The sorry, the sorry. Toxic. I, like, I love Star Wars and I love Star
1: Wars... Um, but yes, currently it's almost like the um that they're, they're a little bit too toxic for me. Well, they've actually toned down a bit lately, but some yep. of them are a little bit too toxic for me. It's like the Snyder or Marvel versus DC. I'm a Marvel fan, but I've got DC tats.
0: Yeah, it's. Let's. Just... S- I'm going to segue there now. I'd actually put this down as something I wanted to discuss later, but Disney actually, a bit later on, as we find will be the case with this film, became really maybe a bit too hands-on with their approach to filmmakers in all these new Star Wars films. Aside from probably Force Awakens, I don't think they've had a Star Wars film where there hasn't been conversation around behind-the-scenes issues. Because famously, like Rogue One, the rumour is that they brought... uh, the rumour was that the the director was locked out of the editing room, that Christopher McQuarrie was brought on to rewrite the entire ending and film all the reshoots. They do the whole, unfortunately, the director wasn't available, but let's be honest, if Star Wars wants you to work for another six weeks on a film, you're just like, oh, okay, guys, yeah, Look, I think I can make room for it.
1: The world well, world will obviously hate me for it, but everyone knows if you are listen to podcasts, I'm a Disney apologist. Yeah. Okay, so Disney currently at that time... Had a recipe that they thought would work. They yes. had the Marvel recipe. Yes. Okay. But the problem, and this is where DC, like Warner Brothers, had the exact same problem, is yes, you can use that recipe, but you need a damn good cook. Yes. You need a yeah. damn good chef, and you know. And I think they've got it now. I think. Um. DC, I mean. I think Star Wars got it now with Filoni and Favreau. Yeah. Um. But I. But at the time they didn't have that Kevin Feige. No,
0: they, they
3: didn't. They didn't
1: have that guy who was like. Hey, there's like the because they tried to do it with DC. They brought in Jeff Johns. Yeah, as we can know, that went frigging well. We're yeah. hearing all the crap that happened on those <laughs> um, DC films, but um, yeah, and it you need that one person who loves the material, yeah, but understands the business aspect of it, yeah, yeah, to be that one who takes the punch but also gives a punch when need to.
0: Do you think also, Craig and Glenn? Please jump in if at any time uh, at the time. Disney and Lucasfilm were very big on giving young filmmakers and having a fresh take on on Star Wars. Let's freshen it up. We'll bring That's in... That's the Marvel recipe. Well, but they were bringing in... I, I think Marvel, the, the, the films that you sort of hear about that had their problems mm. were when they gave a really green director a go. But a lot of the times, yeah, you know, take, take Taika Waititi, for, for example. Yeah. He wasn't a green director take when he did James Ragnarok. Gun, though.
1: Yeah, James Gunn had only done
0: he'd done two or three films. Yeah, so no, that but he
1: but he'd only done Super was super, his big, yeah Super his was his big, big, big hit. But he, now to say he's Super would then go on to do Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: But we got to we got to put context to James Gunn that he'd worked making trauma films for like fifteen years or something. True. Before that,
1: but then Russos.
0: Yeah, well, the Russos again. But they <laughs> but the Russos had made so much television. Oh, yeah, but that television
1: should never be... Like, they make Community. Yeah, but... Like, if you watch Community, brilliantly directed this, especially the paintball paintball episodes are brilliant.
0: But all I'm getting at here is, let's think about the directors they brought in. Josh Trank had done Chronicle. And then suddenly they're talking about he was going to make, I think he was in line to do the Boba Fett film, is what they were doing. That would f- have been, I like Josh Trank. He me could... too. And I've not what seen Capone him, yet. Well, Fantastic Four oh, happens, remember? Right. Oh, that and, release and the Trank cut. Yeah, release the Trank cut. <laughs> release it. Hey, have you seen the trailers, though, pre the chops? There's yeah. so much in those original trailers that never made it in the film. They reckoned his, his take on Fantastic Four, it was going to be like a David Lynch body sort of horror film. And that oh. was the approach he was taking on the Fantastic yeah, Four that's right. films. They call it dysmorphia, so, body dismorphia. And so they chopped it to heck. Um, supposedly the, the reshoots did a whole three-year-later thing and they just cut a whole chunk of Trank's stuff out of there. Oh, but wow. he supposedly had that meltdown on the set. His dogs ate that house, remember? The dogs reportedly. No? he So he reportedly went on a drug-induced binge that As demolished a horrible. house that he'd been given while making the film and he put it down to his he took dogs in the house and they ate bits of the house away. But it, was, but it was actually him. <laughs> it was actually him. He was chewing on a furniture. <laughs> so, but it led to Trank got... Cut from making a uh, a film by Disney. Trank
1: sounds like what what it sounds like a word where if you were stoned and yeah. just <laughs> out of your place, Yeah, hey, completely I tranked. I was tranked, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got Josh tranked. Oh. <laughs> I was chewing on furniture. I was pissing on people. It was crazy. Man. I was,
0: was rooting legs.
1: Josh oh, tranked. I was just a trank.
0: <laughs> so <my> <laughs> Trank's gone on and he's done the the um, Capone film that's with right. Tom Hardy that is a bit divisive on their reviews. We also had, remember, Colin Trevorrow was hooked in to do one of the Star Wars saga films. Oh, man, he was... Oh, Oh, they're the third one. Yeah, he was going to do the third one, which was he was off the back. He'd done Safety Not Guaranteed. Yep. Gets hired for this. Makes Jurassic World. Yep. Should have by rights been fine. Then he made, oh, I can't remember the name of it. It was a, a book of someone is the name of the film... And it's a story of, like, a a young quirky child that, like, just doesn't fit in. And it just got panned. I think I know what you're talking about, yeah. I can't remember the name of it. But he got removed from it as well, which supposedly, reportedly, Trevorrow's script that he worked on, a heap of it was in Rise of Skywalker.
1: Yeah, yeah, but they released it. They They released released the script, did
2: they? yeah. Yeah, some of his stuff. Did you read it? Did. Yeah, I did. It was really, it was good. What was the main yeah. differences? Well,
3: do you remember? I can't Sorry, remember. I'm just putting you yeah. on the
2: spot. I can't even remember off the top of my head now, but it was good. Was Palpatine I, in it? I, no, no, he wasn't. That felt so shoehorned
1: in that oh, yeah. film. Even though that, even though Lucas originally had the idea of Palpatine coming back, didn't
2: he? Oh, probably years and years, years ago. Years yeah, but yeah, that ago. was. Oh, I do feel that was just shoved in there after. Oh, I, the course need, correction. yeah yeah because I think they felt they needed JJ to come back and bring the bring the franchise back on course after, after Last Johnson. Jedi yeah after Ruin Johnson. sorry Ryan Johnson had, <laughs> had, um, <laughs> all right let's go there let's go there let's go there we're here we've got to go <laughs> we there. got it we're here hey it's Just controversial so we're at home. but we're here John's ears have pricked up in the pub
1: okay my, my brother John loves it. all <laughs> yeah. right cool okay so the Last Jedi is the Last Jedi yeah 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 Last Jedi okay what's your As an expert, okay, because we're saying, yeah, as an expert. And as Newcastle, (laughs) Newcastle's biggest, (laughs) Newcastle's biggest. Luckiest, luckiest, luckiest. No, No, let's just say someone who's a subject matter expert. All right. Okay, so um, (laughs) what is your opinion on The Last Jedi? Okay. Uh, Ryan Johnson.
2: I'll give it some context. So when The Force Awakens came out, Mm -hmm. um, I think the main criticism for The Force Awakens back in 2015 was it's a rehash of A New Hope. Mm. Yep. And there was a lot—I call them prequels—people who absolutely love the prequels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and they were very. oh, these sequels suck. It wasn't as good as the prequels. Um, and I was—I was in my late twenties when the prequels came out, mm-hmm. and I had a six-year-old son who saw it, and he loved Jar Jar and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I love Darth. There's so there's so many things about the prequels that I love, but I, I'm not a big fan of Jar Jar. But I bought the toys for my kids and stuff. I think what the prequelists forget is that um, The Phantom Menace was the same as A New Hope. So yep. you, A New Hope, The Phantom Menace, and you've got The Force Awakens. You've got a young person on a desert yep. planet. Yep. Um, they want to adventure amongst the stars, taken in by a, a, a mentor, yep. the, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon Jinn, Han Solo with yep. Rey. Um, they all... Die from a lightsaber, cleaning hand, Solo, and they all blow up big things at the end and win the day. It's yeah.
1: it's, it's it's a basic Hollywood trope. It's the mm-hmm. hero's journey. Yes. Yeah. A- yeah, yeah. And, and, and fantasy novels are exactly the exact same. The orphan who joins the wizard. The wizard ends up dying. Why
2: yeah. are you fools? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. And, and then, then, yeah. And, and I mean, like in it was Anakin destroyed like the the droid mothership. Accidentally puts that torpedo yeah, yeah. into it. So they were they were all very much identical films. So I went, I saw that movie, and I was excited to see it. But then I was like, okay, I have got some questions. Um, Who are the Knights of Ren? Yeah. Um, where's Snoke from? Yes. Preach it, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 who's raised parents? Yeah. Yeah. So then when the and I'm like, I, I, I can hold out. Like, I've got these questions, but it's a trilogy of movies, yeah, yeah. and we're going to find. So, uh, but one thing I did say to people is, I don't want this, I don't want the next episode to be like The Empire Strikes Back. I don't want it to be The First, first Order Strikes Back. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it kind of was because, yeah. you know, there was, instead of an ice planet, it was a salt planet and there was the ATAT walkers and all that sort of stuff. So, it, it was a rehash pretty much of The Empire Strikes Back, but. The bits that were different for me, it felt it kind of sucked.
1: Yeah. So yeah. what 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 do you think it lacked that, um, Strike Empire Empire had?
2: It it had that whole side story with Cante Blight, Cante Bite or whatever.
1: Oh yeah, where they go to, where they oh, go to the yeah. gambling planet. Yeah. There, yeah.
2: There, yeah. Was, there was that happening. The Harry Potter world. Yeah, and there was no. That seemed like filler. Yeah, and there was no. No mention of the Knights of Ren. Yeah, it um, does my head in. Ray gets told about you know you'll find out more about this lightsaber and all this sort of stuff yep. and that isn't um, that Ray you, your your parents are nobody they were nothing. Snoke gets cut in half. And, yeah, which I didn't mind. I thought that was actually very clever the way that Snoke didn't know that he was about to die because yeah. he thought that the Kylo's hate was directed towards Ray. But his hate was being directed towards him. So he couldn't feel... He didn't know what was about to happen to him because he misjudged that situation. So that was a pretty cool bit. But it was like, oh, Snokes, you don't find out where he's from. Yeah. Because Ryan was just like, "Uff, I'm just going to toss all that out. I don't don't care. And then at the end, you know, the kid with the the broom and the bit of force power and stuff, you don't find out what happens to that kid. Yeah, that was...
1: Well, so, so supposedly I really, what, he came out, Ryan Johnson's come out. Yeah. And he, his idea of the film is basically, like I see exactly with his idea of the film was that the Force didn't belong to any line or lineage. It was just a very, it belonged to everyone. Hence, you saw a poor kid who could use the Force. Hence, Ray didn't turn out to be a Skywalker or yeah. anything like that. Ray just turned out to be just your average person who was the start her own line. But. I agree completely with that. Yeah, I, I like too. I like the structure of... Look, but in saying that, expertly, technically, it's one of the most beautiful Star Wars films. Oh,
0: like, if I look at it as its own film, I really enjoy The Last Jedi. I think it, it... Do you know what I wish that it was? There's been the rumour for years that Ryan Johnson's going to do a trilogy of Star Wars films. I wish that this was the start of a trilogy. Maybe... You know, with Rose and maybe with more Finn. Yeah. You know that that sort of storyline, I think, and felt like Ryan Johnson was more invested f- in that.
2: I think if he was given something, and there are these three movies you can make from start to finish. Yeah. He'd probably do a really good job. Yeah. But it just fe- for me, it felt like there was this like he he went and got what JJ I think JJ had done like a script, uh, script treatment and he, here's what you know she yeah and he just like. He kind of tossed it. Yeah, he wanted to do his own thing, and so that then set up this whole other different Star Wars sort of thing. And so then when JJ came back, they brought him back on board um, to take over from Trevorrow's directing duties. And it was like you got to get you got to bring it back on, bring the franchise back on course. And then he took what he'd done and just went, "I'm going to chuck out what you did," so you can seems disjointed. Yes, it's very yeah. – they, they, they feel like three very – they're not a sequel. They're not – there's no, no. – it, do, it doesn't flow. As, and that's the sad thing. Like, I think – and they put so much action in in the last movie, in The Rise of Skywalker. Like, yeah. you kind of sit there going, wow um, – and it was it is it's an exciting movie, but it just doesn't it doesn't flow with the others. And you can feel that there's fighting. So the problem I have is when you get fans who go, Oh, I just love it because it's Star Wars and you just gotta love it anyway. It's kinda like you can you know that there was you, you hear stories and you and you can watch the movies and go, There was something happening here that Yes. So it it kind of dooms itself. The, pro- Th-
1: the, problem, is, the problem with Star Wars is one of its greatest things is you love that world so much. Yes. You know what I mean, and you do. You become an you become. I've said it before. You become an apologist in in essence, because you love that world so much. It's like when we are talking about um the prequels. You know what I mean. The prequels basically um there's you can't. Well, I haven't. Okay, so I'm talking about. I haven't been able to sit through the whole three prequels, just from back start to finish. But man, there are some scenes from those prequels that I will watch again and again and again and again because they're just you just want to know more you know what I mean like when you hear you know obviously you know there's some scenes that are I just will never be better than um, Qui Gon, Darth Maul, and yeah. Obi Wan oh. with Jewel the, the, of the Fates. Jewel of Fates. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 then when the um you know when the field shuts and you know and Qui Gon sits down and you know Darth oh, Maul's freaking pacing and shit like that. And then um and all those sc- scenes or or even even as much as um Hayden Christensen's acting is all hammed, the, the uh, Revenge of the Siths so those sequences where he's fights yeah. and where um, Ewan McGregor shows the best acting in the series. But, you know, you know, yeah. you were the chosen one, one. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And you feel uh, that, man. Yeah. And and, and, the, and when Chris, you know, these are those scenes where I'll always remember, but I just can't sit like the pod racing. I love that scene, but I can't sit through the whole prickles. And yeah. it's the same with obviously some of these ones as well.
0: I have to agree with Glenn though. I think the Knights of Ren, is a massive missed opportunity for the franchise yeah. because that flash, like I watched Force Awakens a few times. After I really enjoyed Force Awakens, yeah, I watched I it think, a few times. I when think it came it's probably up. the strongest of the three films, like in terms of yeah. the saga, um, and that flash where she touches the lightsaber and you're like, "What is going on?" Um, I just wanted to see those things come to fruition. Yep. Through the film Because it was almost like This prophetic edge That she had That she was seeing All the stuff that was to come I, I reckon The the lineage of Ray Was They got lost uh, Like when I say lost Is like the TV series Lost They got losted Which was Remember <laughs> yeah. when Lost came out And everyone was like They're in purgatory Like after the first season Everyone's like They're in purgatory oh, they're, and, they then, say that, yeah. and then You get to the end Of the six seasons And they're in purgatory And you're just like Oh they were just in purgatory the yeah. whole time. What a letdown. And I think Disney was so scared of actually making Ray a Skywalker or, you know... Uh, a Kenobi. A, a, K- a Kenobi. Or one of those famous lineages that they had to be like, oh, let's let's get away from that because people are already guessing where we're going. We've got to throw mm. them off the scent a bit. Yeah. And I think even in Rise of Skywalker, they should have brought it back. Imagine how impacting it would have been to find out Ray was Han's Daughter, yeah, in the third (laughs) film, Takira, yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. But, but like, if you'd found that out in the third film, and then she has to deal with the emotional weight of seeing, you know, knowing that she was falling in love in a fatherly sense with Han, watching him die, all that stuff goes on and she gets to the third film and she's been battling her brother the whole time yeah, and she kissed her brother. Yeah, that's, that's oh, another man, back, don't another get me. There's another one back
1: into that. That's another <laughs> one back into
0: it. But that kiss at the end is like one of the worst bits of the whole thing. It's Ugh. just like so stupid. Oh, look, I, well,
2: just I, Yeah, uh, it's like he he was he's an abusive person and she yeah. just it, it kind of counters everything that Disney's sort trying of to stand for yeah. when Like, go. Oh, let's let them have a kiss. Well, they but, don't.
1: They don't develop Ben Solo enough.
3: No, no. Like what ben a missed Solo- opportunity.
1: Is. But there's, there's two. There's obviously that, and there's Luke Skywalker that they don't develop enough.
3: Yeah,
2: you
1: know what I mean. And uh, obviously, and as much as I do, I, 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 like the Ryan Johnson film as of as, as I love movies. Yes. As I love Star Wars, I agree everything with what you're saying. Yeah, everything what's. But like I said before, I'm a bit of. I'm one of those stupid apologists who goes, "Oh, it's Star Wars! I just want to watch yep.
2: Star Wars." You know what I mean? Yep. Just give
1: me a hit. I don't care. <laughs> you know
2: what I mean? I think there's another missed opportunity in *The Last Jedi*. Uh, Admiral Holdo took the took the the ship and did the you know hyperspace jump yep. and slashed through. I mean that that raises all these other questions about why wasn't this technique used before? Yes, <laughs> that the Holdo maneuver. Um, Akbar died when when Leia goes out the. Out in the space that does a Mary Poppins thing, Yakbar yep. died in that scene. Ah, oh, yeah. I've forgotten that. Yeah, I, and, <laughs> totally. Well, you know, I didn't know about it at the time until later. I was reading something. Like, what do you mean he, he died? He should have been the one to take that through and, and slash it. 100%. And, and then, like, when the Imperials are going, what's. Why is he turning around and then have one of the Imperial officers say, It's a trap! Turn it around. I think I would have liked that. Yeah. And before the um, last movie, The Rise of Skywalker, came out, there was a bit, I think it was like leaked rumors and stuff. And one of the things I heard was, Are we going to be discussing? I'm uh, oh, sorry, is, is there going to be time travel in the last movie? Yeah. I and mean, there kind of was. With whatever, however, Palpatine had managed to survive through oh, going yeah. there. There was some aspect of time trap or something. Yeah, through through the realm. But I thought, what would have been good? Because they do it, that in
1: Rebels, don't they? Yes, he finds they do. The center.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that kind of ties back to that, which then leads on to something else where they can kind of make he saves. Ahsoka. Yes, I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm you not, can't like, say yeah. it for me, man. Go yeah, crazy! Shit, but yeah. I thought, yeah. you know, would have been. I'm cool? sitting here like with a little singing yeah. monkey in my head, just yeah. like, dude. <laughs> <Well>, what would have <laughs> been if they did have time travel, but and it was from the force, like Kate in a force bubble? So let's say we had Kylo and Ray get it on. She gets yeah. pregnant, and whoever the baddie is, that could be Palpatine. Yeah, and he's and you don't even have to know who her parents are, and to. Protect the baby Kylo and, and Ray use their combined force energies to transport her out of the realm through the force. Yeah. To go back in time. All right. Oh, if and, I know whoa, where you're going. Okay. This is doing fucking awesome. <laughs> and <laughs> and to and the what it took for her to do that drains all of her force abilities. But it gets embedded into into the into the fetus. Into yeah. the core. Yes. It just gets in there. And she, so she wakes up, and she is, she's on a desert planet. Don't you dare! Don't she's, you dare! Glenn. She's on a desert planet, and she's she, amnesia. She doesn't know. <laughs> she, get, she she gets found. She gets found by a, a, a Toy Toydarian named Watto, yes. who then makes him your slave, and then she has Anakin. Do you and, know? I have questioned this since that
0: prequel, right? Yep. The whole idea. This is going to sound terrible, but the whole idea, the way it plays out. It's almost as if like Anakin. They talk about it almost like an immaculate conception. Yes, yes. yes. But in a sense, the way that um, Shmi sort of goes distant in it. Yeah, she doesn't know. It, it almost makes me feel like my my thoughts was it, that Anakin was almost like uh, a a baby from like a sexual assault or something but along those lines.
1: The, I know there was a in there was a comic book, but that's, they stopped it from being canon, where it was said that. Not Pop who's popertine Sidious? Uh his boss or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Pla- pla- Plagius. Plagius. Or 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 Sidious, one of those. Created mixed the media clients and created actual Anakin. Yeah. Oh. But
2: I like
0: Glenn's well.
1: oh version.
2: Yeah, which would would mean that Kylo is his own grandfather. That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> grandfather? Yes, yes. Yeah, no, yeah. He's, he's, he's his great-grandfather. Yeah, wow.
1: Yeah, yeah that just that turns into get, the Skywalker incest saga. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, like, well, how like good every would that, royal be? Family. Yeah. that oh And the other thing that I wanted to see happen was Snoke, had, if he was Ezra.
3: Oh, really?
2: Because yeah. oh,
0: there Jesus. was lots of... Lots of people were like, I really want to know who Snoke is. Like, yeah. who is it? And I'd heard rumors... That was
1: horrible throwaway, man. Oh, what a that waste, was a wasn't it? Because there were
0: so many rumors. There were rumors that, like, they almost played it in Force Awakens like we were alluding to. He was Darth Vader. You know, you, the, the yeah. way that the mask had such importance to Kylo Ren, the way that um, he had similar sort of scarring patterns on his face, even though it was all decrepit. There was, like... So much they alluded to that they just never went there. I did love that scene in Last Jedi where they kill Snoke and fight the the troopers there. Yeah, the Potorian Guard. The, yeah, that one was one of the best cinematic moments. In the the yeah. series, but except when you
1: see, there's that release video of one of them in the back just fighting no one. <laughs> Have you seen that one? No, there's one, I there's <laughs> one in a where he's choreographed and he's doing nothing. Oh really? Oh, it's hilarious. It, oh, Craig. that destroyed the scene for me. I'm sorry, <laughs> don't watch it, Jeff. Thanks. It destroys the <laughs> hey, scene for you.
0: We should probably keep going just about, about this. solo. Yeah, <laughs> no, we should well, talk solo. But this is really, we're talking Star Wars today, aren't we? Crazy. Look, we... let's be honest.
1: You can't talk solo without talking Star Wars. That's exactly it's a, right. It's a
0: prequel film. It's a Star Wars story for christ's sake that's exactly right now lord and miller who have been brought on to direct they actually stopped developing the flash standalone film for dc films to take this Dopes! so when you think about that poor buggers because well who knows what would have happened with dc in their in their format well look at what it's starting up again now hopefully it was more aquaman justice league but I'm very excited for the Flash Paradox storyline that they're, they're bringing to fruition. So, Solo is actually set for a May 25, 2018 release. Yep. It actually holds on to it despite all the dramas that goes on, which is crazy all the way back then. But the filmmakers uh, had to take the, the, the mammoth task of then finding their young Harrison Ford. Some of the actors that they then had on a wait list were Miles Teller was massive at the time, Coming good off actor. the back of a Whiplash and and those films, Ansel Englort was thrown around there. Yep, goes on to be Baby Driver. Yeah, still he's about. a bit too tall for I Harrison oh, Ford. I though. Don't
1: Crash him as a great actor, man.
0: See how he is in the whole in West Side Story because he's the lead oh, yeah, for West Side oh, yeah, Story true. for Spielberg. Dave Franco was in there. Yeah, not too, I hate all the Franco. You were very anti Franco, <laughs> are not you, Craig? Man, anti Franco. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Jack Rayner was big at the time. I don't know who that is. Jack Rayner he went on to be you would know him if you looked him up. I think he was in one of the Jack Reacher films.
1: Okay, off cool. Top oh, of my head. yeah, yeah, and, uh, and he was in X-Men as well. Yeah. He's got yeah, yeah. Uh, S-
0: Scott Eastwood was thrown around. <laughs> It'd just be Clint. He it? would. He, <laughs>
1: He'd look Clint. too old. He looks so much like a status. Ridiculous, man.
0: Logan Lerman was thrown around. Uh, I think... Paul Logan gets thrown around for everything. He's man. He's, he's got he's too much of a... like <laughs> Craig has a reference that he drops in nearly every episode, Glenn, which is one of the most obscure cinematic references he could, <laughs> which he re- refers to Mel Gibson's Apocalypto. Apocalypto. Every week,
1: but I love it. But he says, yeah, he calls a guy all that because it's almost.
2: Yes. <laughs> He's a guy who's
0: almost. Uh, also, Orlack. in there was Emery Cohen, who was really big at the time based on the Place Behind the Pines had been released. You know, the Eva Longoria and Ryan Gosling film? It's oh, like yeah. this with Bradley Cooper. He was also in Netflix's The OA. Oh, was he? Yeah, so he was sort of a bit of buzz after that. Oh, yeah. I love The OA. Blake Jenner was
1: was, was like Jenner.
0: He is like one of the Jenners like- Oh, fu- oh yeah. no. Oh, f-
1: no way. That's so strange. No also way. on the list was Chris Pratt. No. Nah. He's a bit too- Yeah, but they always say that whenever they say Harrison Ford. Yeah. And I bet you they probably said Bradley Cooper as well, you know, because they always think, oh, yeah, they're the next Indiana Jones. They're yeah, just confusing. I could
2: see Chris Pratt as a Indiana Jones for sure. Yeah, I could have seen him as, as Han Solo, but older- yeah, yeah. Version of Han but I think Soler. he's
1: older than Harrison Ford was when he first was Han
0: Solo. Probably.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Rami Malek was was, nah thought about for that. Also, Tom Felton did a oh, screen. Really? for
3: it. Draco, <laughs> Draco Malfoy. <yeah. laughs>
2: so that's really, Oh no, no that. He's poor Tom,
1: a, I feel sorry for him, man, because you can't stop seeing Draco Malfoy. I know. It's like that guy who played
0: um Jason Isaacs. He plays Malfoy's dad. Yeah. He tells an amazing story about But he's meant to be the nicest guy. He's in the supposedly world. the nicest guy and any time a kid sees him in the street they scream and run away from him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "I love this role, but kids hate me now." Um, you see they did they did
1: they were doing tests on the uh, same similar type of story as they were doing tests on Voldemort makeup. Oh, really? And they weren't sure, so they got him dressed up one without the nose like, "Well, with the nose. The but snake nose. The, the snake. And he went out, saw some kids, scared the shit out of him. <laughs> and then everyone said, yeah, that's the one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. By March 2016, they actually had a reported shortlist, which was down to Alden uh, Ehrenreich. Uh, and he was actually getting a lot of buzz from the Coen brothers' Hail Caesar at the time. Yep. There was Jack Rayner, who... He was in Delivery Man with Vince Vaughn. Have you seen that film? No. Where Vince Vaughn? It's like based on the true story of that yeah, guy who, that. who through college to get money, went to a sperm bank and donated his sperm, and then he had fathered over a hundred kids. And they actually like tracked him down through a court order, and he was worried that they wanted to like get like parental sort of yeah. <laughs> payments, and they actually just wanted to meet him. And there's this awesome scene where they actually put a family. Barbecue on And all of them Meet him And get together And this whole Family collective Started through it Um, Delivery man He was also in The Transformers Age of Extinction Film Which is the Dinobots one That's the only thing But I tell you What I love him in Have you seen Sing Street no. Sing Street is amazing. It's like a musical set in the 80s about a whole heap of high school kids who decide to make their own video oh, clips. Uh, yeah, I think I've heard of it. So
1: darn good. Oh, one of the kids got a crush on
0: an older girl. That's exactly right. He does it all to impress the girl. Yes, gotcha. So good. Sing Street. Check it out, Glenn. you like it. I watched it on a plane to Adelaide with all these meatheads who were on their footy trip and a season trip and I'm watching this movie on the plane bawling my eyes out and being like, don't <laughs> let him see me. Oh, um, don't worry. Also... also <laughs> they, they
1: they have the memory of a fish anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also on the list was Taron Egerton, who was getting a lot of buzz after Kingsman. He still does, poor boy. He better cl- cl- cash in on that quickly. He needs to, doesn't he? So in May 2016, it's announced that Alden Ehrenrich was chosen for the role. Yay. And... Um, Later, Lord and Miller actually revealed that he was the very first audition they did out of 3,000 people they saw for this role. Oh, wow.
2: It's a of waste of time. I <laughs> know. Oh, Have you ever watched
1: Alden in Beautiful Creatures? No. So, if you watch Beautiful Creatures... I know Alden sometimes, and you're obviously we all seen his family, sometimes he comes across a little bit, oh, you go, oh, yeah, is he the best? But watching him Beautiful Creatures, and it's one of those...
0: One of those young adult Gen books, is it? Yeah, books
1: that you know where everyone's a wizard or a vampire or some shit. Yeah. Um, and I watched it. He actually shines in that movie. Does man. he? Yeah, shines, man. You could see why they would look at that movie and
0: go, "Man, this boy's going to be huge." Uh, I'm really, I'm, I'm a bit upset. I'm a bit upset that he wasn't huge after Solo because I think he is mm. really good. I want to talk about it a bit later. There are moments where I actually feel like he does a really good look, not a harm. Oh. Uh, and But maybe that's just because he's young and, and impetuous yeah. and, and things like that. So, But with Solo casted, they then announced that Chewie would be a part of the film. Everyone was very excited. And that they start not
1: having not having Chewy. I
0: oh, know, you had to, didn't you?
1: Those are the best parts of the scene where you just see that friendship, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: That shower scene. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: I saw Glenn he put a thing up on social media this week that was
1: so good. That's superb, that shell. I totally forgot about that shower <laughs>
2: scene. And don't
1: tell me you didn't think, is he looking at Chewy cock?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I um I slowed it down half speed. Oh and, cool. And I, I put a kazoo version of Careless whisper over the top of it. <laughs> it was very well done. It was very well
0: done. So they start searching for their female lead, and there were rumours going around that Tessa Thompson was to be the lead. Yep. There was also Naomi Scott, who was big off the Bond films. She had been signed on as Money Penny. Zoe Kravitz, she uh, tends to be thrown around on a lot of things. Yep. Amelia hard, Clark yep. was in there. Yep. Um, Kirsty Clemens was named. Now she had been in the film Dope. Have you seen the film Dope? No. no. Really cool sort of of coming-of-age film just about these young kids in high school who get thrown amongst all this sort of drug deals and stuff. Really good. Uh, And Jessica Henwick, who was in Game of Thrones, she later goes on to be in the Fast and Furious films. So, And the last one was Adria Arona. Now, she was in The Belco Experiment.
3: Have you seen The Belco Experiment?
0: No. I've heard of it. That's the one James Gunn wrote, which is about an um, office block that – has a virus go through it and they lock the whole thing down no, and it becomes this totally social different. experiment to see if people were locked inside here and told uh, the first 10 people to kill someone actually will be allowed out. Oh. oh. And so... That's the, the way there it goes. Go. Not a virus. That's a total different film. There's that's, a couple of apartment uh, blocks makeup. I'd been in where I'd be out in ten minutes.
2: You <laughs> 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 just know it. Just Yikes.
1: If you ever lived in an apartment block, ever lived in an apartment block?
2: No. Oh, but what, what's the rules? The first ten people who killed someone. Yeah.
0: So basically, it's like a, a voiceover comes on the thing. All right. And it's like you know the the first ten people that kill
2: somebody will be allowed okay. out of the that will let you out. Craig misunderstood that. He's like. You kill 10 people
1: Oh no I thought yeah If I killed someone I'd be allowed out Yeah That's yeah. exactly right yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there were, so then, of, there
1: were a couple of blocks Yeah then But then just again saying that There'd be a lot of people Who'd want to fucking kill me
3: too
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah You're right Actually yeah, So go good both ways.
0: <laughs> So we get to October 2016 And Donald Glover's announced To play Lando Perfect beautiful. I love him
2: Love him And a month later They announced Amelia Clark I wasn't When they announced Donald Glover I was like Because mm, I've seen him in Community Yes and I was like, oh jeez Yeah, same he, he's he, a bit goofy in community Yeah can he do this and um I've just rewatched the movie and he's just so perfect is oh, yeah. he, he even takes on
1: Billy D Williams like you wouldn't oh, believe It's beautiful it's beautiful It's, beautiful. it's I, and I don't think it borders on mimicry I think it's more just like it's actually a very talented version yes. of it yeah he's, You
0: want to see more I tell you if you if you like Donald Glover in this it's a total different uh, genre But his TV series Atlanta Is amazing Like oh, he so? is so darn good in it So he's Really talented I did Around the same time as well There was lots of talk about Lando being Pansexual oh, yeah. Did yeah, you I hear heard those about, well, Those rumors? Yeah Well yeah, he, he is He Because he's got, a, he's got, he's got a, a
2: Thing going with um,
0: The robot Yeah Yeah but I don't think it, it is. Pansexual is just, That
2: you fall in love
0: With the person Regardless of their Gender or sexual orientation, or so or their
2: or, or their molecular structure. Yeah. So <laughs> free yeah. So, <laughs> three, yeah. so yeah, exactly. and and, a, and, a, and a, oh, I, I heard of that before. I saw it, and then I saw it. I went, Ugh. it makes sense yeah, in I the context
0: mean, of the film, doesn't it? Yeah, also it?
2: because I mean, we all have. Everybody loves R2D2. Yes, yeah, and exactly. it's and it's a you know it's a deep seated love, and we tolerate C3PO. Um, <laughs> it's but so and, and then, yeah, and then in Rebels, Chopper is just I love Chopper. Yeah, and so I could see it. I was like, okay, there's all right. I'll allow that. Yes, yeah.
1: Phoebe Waller Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yes, awesome. So good in this, isn't I'm she? Watching, yeah, Fleabag is quite funny. Is it? Yeah, man. I haven't and, seen and it. her, and she wrote Killing Eve too.
0: Oh, really? She's huge. She's talented, yeah, she's isn't she? she's very talented. I think she's involved with Doctor Who somehow Everything. as well. Everything. So, oh, From the top she's of my head. She's huge. I could every, every,
1: all of friggin she's basically writing for all of England.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, around this time, Christian Bale was rumoured for a role in the film. I don't know if you guys remember that. Probably Paul Bettany. He was... was no. Beckett? Like yeah, so be- yeah, Beckett? Yeah, as Woody Harrelson's character. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, so he was going to be that. Then they go on to hire Woody Harrelson. Now, now like casting Woody. continues, and they then announce that Tandy Newton's on board, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is on Tandy board. Tandy Newton was huge. Yeah, she didn't have a huge role. Huge role. Huge role. Uh, uh, Michael K. Williams was also hired. Now, Michael K. Williams plays Omar so. in The Wire. He's got that I, yeah, monster, who, who, who? monster scar. We're going to get there in a second, Craig. Oh, okay. So he was on board. Now... William's role is an important one to think about because he was announced to be playing a half-human, half-animal character that would be a villain in the film. That character goes on to be who Paul Bettany plays. Oh, really? Yeah, we'll get there a bit later on. So filming begins in January 2017, and anticipation, I can remember when they started filming, was so high for this film. Like, it was crazy town. And so I just want to take a moment. Now, people are probably sitting there going, these guys, we're an hour into the episode already, and we haven't talked Ron Howard's involvement (laughs) in this film in (laughs) any way, shape, or form. What the hey, howdy, hey. But this is where things get a bit... Wild for the project to solo. So in June 2017, reports emerged that Phil Lord and Chris Miller had left directing Solo. And the dreaded creative differences was thrown around. Pretty huge for a film because they had got four months into shooting the film. They had reportedly two weeks left of the film to, to go. And they were removed for it. Now, both the filmmakers and Lucasfilm re- released statements that sounded like it was a mutual, uh, or as Gwyneth Paltrow would probably say, a conscious uncoupling. uncoupling. Uh, <laughs> but it started some rumours that there were tensions behind the scenes. Now, we touched on it before about the fact that this has happened a couple of times within later Disney-produced Star Wars films. Mm-hmm. Rumours of creative differences. So what actually was the the persistent rumour was that Lord and Miller believed that they were brought on to make a comedy, a buddy comedy about Han and Chewie, whereas Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy wanted a Han Solo film with comedic moments,
1: Wouldn't which is what awesome. she wanted Just to Just two draw. going around going, I'm too old for this shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <You know>. Counting <laughs> down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I heard that
2: what they shot was pretty much like Ace Ventura. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah, really oh, slapsticky. Be... I think they were on a two-week break from doing everything and yep. Kathleen Kennedy and the editors had seen the footage they shot and went, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We've got to do something about this. It's not and what we wanted.
0: the reports were that...
2: They've been
1: awesome. The, the shower scene was totally different. It had different special effects. Like, wow, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey,
2: Sile took it out his butt. Hey, Chewie.
0: Where'd you get that wookie? <laughs> <laughs> the, well, the rumours that really started coming out were that both the Kasdans, Lawrence and John, had written their script and Lawrence really wanted to have what was filmed be what his words were written on the script. Yep. And Lord and Miller would humour him And they'd direct what was actually in the script. Yeah. And then they'd go through and allow people to improvise and just make their own stuff up (laughs) on the spot. And the word was that they were – Kennedy was getting really upset because that improvisational thing, they also liked to experiment with with different film techniques and what they were doing to see – Oh, let's just go with it and see if this works. Again, getting very Ace Venturi, letting the comedy run. That would then throw their entire day schedule out and they were on a tight schedule to get this film released by May. They weren't going to change it. also, you can't...
1: Name. It'd be hard to improvise on a Star Wars film because there's so much canon behind it. Yes. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you couldn't really say, hey, this one night in here because then there'd be someone who'd calculate it and go, no... According to this, you were actually there. Yes, yeah, <laughs> you know what I
0: mean. And so, Kasdan was really worried because he felt that what was happening was actually betraying the character of Han Solo. We weren't getting what we're promising to people. Which I guess, if you're protecting a brand and a product, it makes so much sense. So,
1: to what, you. Do you, what do you, what do you, reckon, what would you would have preferred?
2: I liked what came out. I liked what they made. Yeah. And how old was your son Jonathan when? when he wrote this?
0: Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be I reckon an he'd be of good age. He'd, he'd,
2: he'd have probably to be in his be 30s. Yeah, I'd say 30s. Yeah. And from what I read, the, well, after the movie came out, there were things that Jonathan suggested Yeah, that um, his dad was like, you sure? He goes, yes, just put it in. The fans will love it. Okay. Yeah, because he grew up on it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. So he had a finger on the pulse in that yeah, sort of case. Yeah, yeah well, the the rumour was... um they then pushed for Jonathan to be the director and they couldn't do it because there's some agreement within the the Writers Guild that if you've written the project and not been on as a director, you can't then replace someone on the project to be the we director. We are from yeah. the Writers Guild. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so they, wouldn't, they wouldn't let that happen. Um, the other rumour that started popping up, was. Oh, a really important thing about Lord and Miller as well is a lot of people behind the scenes, the crew, were really concerned because they would ask questions about the visual styling or the setup of cameras and things like that. And it felt to them that Lord and Miller weren't concerned with those sorts of things. They were more worried about what they were going to get from the actors in the improvising. And so their, their style of shooting, which is supposedly in line with what they did on, say, the 21 Jump Street film, that sort of thing, is they just trusted the people to do the the behind-the-scenes stuff, and they just focused on what the actors were going to do. And so this really concerned people because they felt like they weren't really concerned with the vibe of the film in any way or or the look. And so... um, that's a really important factor a bit later on. But there was also rumour that Alden Ehrenrich was um, talking to Kathleen Kennedy about his concerns with their directing style, going sort of behind their back. He's come out and denied those those things. The other big one was that a coach was brought in because in the footage that they saw, they they felt that he actually wasn't nailing the Harrison Ford. Mm. So I had to bring a coach in to then really work very specifically on getting him up to scratch because people were like – This dude has nothing to do with Harrison Ford. Ah, okay. So to get Harrisonisms. Yes. So again before Harrison became this cranky old (laughs) bar. He 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 admits that a coach did come on to help him with stuff. Of course. But you would There's coaches on every set. That's exactly right. They have dialect coaches when someone's taking on an accent. No, Uh, He says that was a bit of an internet beat up all that stuff to sort of deflect a bit of of attention. So in June, the film's on hold. They did have a a little break, but they actually had fallen behind schedule. So cast and crew were told that shooting would resume and it was meant to end in July, but they would get extended out till August for shooting. At this stage, they haven't really announced who the person is. Now, really interesting, at the same time, Ron Howard finds himself in London and he has a pre-existing breakfast meeting booked in with Kathleen Kennedy ah. about a project that he's developing that she was going to be a part of. Very interesting. Couldn't find out what that was. So he decides um, that this imagine well, it'd have to be a Star Wars
1: project.
3: Cause 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 I don't know like He might have been involved In an
0: Indiana Jones Because remember Disney brought oh, Indiana
2: Jones At the yeah, time Lucas and he, It yeah, has yeah, and and a LucasArts project Yeah well he's worked With Lucasfilm a few times Yeah Willow Willow And Gr- American might have, Will I, and might
1: have been the Willow TV series Could have
0: been Very much because so Because that's come out now So he's actually meeting For this He's got this meeting scheduled And he's like I'm in London I'm going to catch up with them Totally unbeknownst to him what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And so this is before the announcements happened as well of Lord and Miller being removed officially from the That's project. That's crazy. So he keeps this sh- this scheduled meeting and Kathleen Kennedy brings the Kasdans to the breakfast meeting. Rock, and the, ca- rock the Kasdans. <laughs> and so after a while, they're having breakfast. Ron Howard actually asked the question that no one had talked about. How's Solo going? To which... They then start telling him all the challenges they're facing. Uh, and, they're like, he's like, well, <laughs> and he's like, he's fuck, I shouldn't have asked. <laughs> you, ever think, you ever think he's sitting back now going, I still regret asking that
3: frigging question, man.
0: <laughs> so good. So they talk through the challenges and that they, they felt that at this point they're going to have to make a change to who's directing the film. And then they start talking about the fact that Kennedy's putting together a list of candidates. And would Ron be happy to be a part of that list of candidates? So Howard's
1: would you? why would you why would he even be on a list, man? You'd have to just say, look, do you want to do it? Right yeah, hundred percent.
3: Oh probably,
0: I
1: guess you'd have to have a list because it's not like going through his sink he doesn't really have um, a sci fi.
0: No, he, he oh, you could say close, but not really. Yeah, that's his old people. But Howard's really flattered by it and he gets given the script. He catches a train from London to f- Paris. The I'm assuming that bullet train that goes whipping through when Tom Hanks, uh, Tom Cruise might be hanging off the front sometimes cool, cool. in Mission Impossible size. But he reads the reads script on the train and he talks it through with his wife, his agent and Brian Grazer and starts saying, should I do this, should I not? And his wife actually convinced him to do it. She felt that if he didn't do it, he would regret it for the rest of his career. Now, Ron Howard's actually been asked to direct a Star Wars film before. He was actually asked by George Lucas to direct The Phantom Menace. And he turned it down because he felt like the only person that could make that film was George Lucas. Yeah. And so, plus,
1: I don't think he would have had the... Sometimes I've, I have a feeling he'd never had the happiest time on Willow.
0: It, I think we've talked about it in our Willow episode that... I think Lucas it's a was Lucas very much film. behind his shoulder throughout the project. Well, that's what Lucas is. It's his world. It's his world. Yeah, so that's why we watched the film, and I think we felt it was more of a George Lucas film than a Ron yeah. Howard film. And I think for Phantom Menace, you would have had a very George Lucas shadow over your shoulder. Probably a bit like the poster with Anakin with the big Darth yeah. Vader yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looming just over. A little redheaded, and <laughs> just <this> big <laughs> the yeah. beard. Yeah, awesome. So. He says yes to it, and it's actually announced two days after the announcement of Lord and Miller being removed from the project. So you can imagine there's probably a little bit of sneaky crossover going there, going down there. Now, what is incredible is that upon saying yes, Ron Howard had eight days to prep for shooting for this film. Eight days. So imagine coming on board. We've talked a bit in the past on this season, Glenn, that Ron Howard has an ability to take on a project and turn it around very quickly. Still get some good quality out there. So when they made that announcement, what's the date for that? If I go back here, it's announced. June, they announced the film was on hold. So you'd say around June... Twenty sixteen, I think, off the top of my head. Maybe twenty seventeen actually. Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen,
2: yeah. And then the it's less than a year away before they've slated yes, the release.
0: Very much so. So Howard comes aboard, eight days to that. So that's previews and all that. Yeah, that's exactly right. Now he came aboard it's the biggest budget that he's ever had to work with. Yeah, like
1: he'd be working through already a budget that's already been done, half of most of it's done. A lot of it, because he had to
2: reshoot 80%. Oh, really? And
0: so Lucasfilm actually put it out to him that he had to reshoot at least 75% of the film. So he was told he would have to do this. Oh! So so you can imagine somewhere out there, there is some footage that one day will appear. Yeah. Of what this actually was. I the Miller cut. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just want to hashtag something. <laughs> so he comes on board with a cast that he hasn't hired. The biggest budget that he's ever had. He's got eight days to get ready before shooting and was he's happening. he's got to say, well, where am I going to put Clint?
1: <laughs> Anywhere he'll fit, really. Oh, so yeah, Clint man, he's he's a cantina face if I've yeah, ever seen but, one. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, I save some money on the budget for makeup for that. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> there's a there's a really funny line, Glenn. Someone asked why uh, Clint wasn't in Willow, and he says that the giant dragon at the end with two heads that's going on that's actually Clint without any makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> so he he get comes on board and. Originally, he thought that he was just going to come on board and be given the script and just have to steer the ship home, mm. get it back on track, steer it home. They actually said to him, no, we need you to take over the look, the feel, everything on this project. So he's it's a mammoth undertaking to take on. And I've got to say, for what we get, it's an amazing mm. uh, achievement to turn it around. So the film actually had scheduled five weeks worth of reshoots and Howard says, I'm going to need every one of those. And some. So they they go and tell everyone that we're going to have to film a bit longer than you expected. Now, one of the big changes that he felt needed to happen was that of Michael K. Williams' character, who was the villain. Yeah. So they actually approached him about changing it, and he had pre-booked something else that he had to be on and couldn't be in the film. Wow. So once Ron Howard's announced, Paul Bettany actually messages him and says, hey, is there any chance for me to be on board this project? <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. And he's like, well, funnily enough, I don't have a villain anymore for my movie. Paul Bettany comes on board with the same amount of time as Ron Howard, and they completely rewrite this character on the fly with the Kazdans.
1: Quick question, okay, about Bettany's character. Yes. Okay, so this is out there, Bettany's character. So those aren't scars on his face?
2: Well, it doesn't really doesn't say but it could be. Because there are
0: times it
2: looks the like the change is color. They change and his
1: eyes go red and shit. And yeah, all that stuff. Like yeah. he looks like a stoner. Do you know
0: something <laughs> crazy? Those all those things were done in post. Bettney didn't know that that was going to be on his face in oh, the really? character. So that was a decision in post production to put all that stuff on as well, which is pretty pretty cool and amazing because it looks pretty darn good on there. So they shoot through to the end of October in 2017 and there's a bit of a discussion around who's going to be listed as the director for the film. Now, because Howard came on board and reshot what is rumoured to be 80% of the film at least, he got sole directing credits. Now, they put Lord and Miller are listed as executive producers. Alan Smithy. To
2: which um, <laughs> Alan Smithy. They didn't Alan Smithy. It, that, but they at least are still part of the project yeah. and acknowledged. I think, I think they needed to strike a deal over that because he, he needed 90% of it. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So Lord and Miller would have to agree to give they, up the yeah, credit.
0: Yes. Oh, wow. They got some
1: money out of it then.
0: I think yeah. they would have got a pretty <laughs> penny out of it, actually. Hey, Disney have <laughs> got it. Oh, so they're the one people you put it up to. <laughs> post-production goes all the way through till April 2018. And actually, it was they were working on the project up until two weeks before the premiere. Wow. So it's a bit like, remember back in the day when we were covering Baz Luhrmann's Australia? And he was literally working on Australia the day before I saw it. So I I walked around the Fox Studios lot and there was a Baz Luhrmann parking spot out the front of the sound uh, (sighs) thing there where we went and watched the film. It was pretty wild. So the film gets released May 25th, 2018, as they said it would. And it was generally well received by people who saw it, but it's actually the lowest performing Star Wars film that's been released. That is... Pretty, it's pretty crazy, isn't it? So, do you want to hear what was released? I'm going through all my notes here in 2018. Yeah. Now, considering how long we've been going, we'll whip through this pretty darn quick. So that that's that's code word for Craig, shut up and just talk through. All right, all right, I'll right, 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 shut up. So shut the up, number one up. film for twenty eighteen was Avengers: Infinity War. Fuck, just a little film. Fuck just a little. You. Film. you know I'd love to rant on this <laughs> I know you would. All right, all right, yes. Can, yes. can I say the the box office takings for Solo were three hundred ninety three million dollars? Mm-hmm. So when you put it in a perspective on what this film was, the what this year was, it wasn't even in the top ten films mm. for the year good lord in box office tags. Now, obviously infinity will went on to do billions of dollars worth of money Disney are having a very good year this year because the number two film was Black Panther yeah mm. uh, sadly for Poor Chadwick, Chadwick recently, great film man get out there guys film. and watch it again Ryan is a good director damn good director the number three film was Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom Ah, Trevor? <laughs> you know, no, it wasn't Trevor. Not was Trevor? It? Did he come back for the sequel? I can't uh, remember. No, J. A. Biona does it. Ooh. So there you go. <laughs> That's know, code for Craig doesn't know what else he does. I don't know um, J. A. Biona. The number four film was another Disney film. It was The Incredibles Part Two. Great yeah, film. I liked it.
2: Yeah, yeah, it wasn't great,
0: but I liked it.
2: You watch it? Oh, I haven't. I've seen the first one. Mm-hmm. I haven't T's seen it. Good. Brad Bird,
0: he's a great little director. Number five was Aquaman. I really love James Wan's yeah. actually I mean, yeah. not mind it. I mean, I, seriously, I watched it the other day. How great is that scene where he jumps off the boat in the storm yeah, and there's and all the stuff coming up? Yeah, coming yeah. up. Oh, man, I love that moment. That's very. It reminds me of The Matrix, those slow motion moments that pull back and you've got all the Agent Smiths everywhere. Mm. Oh, I love it. Number six was Bohemian Rhapsody.
1: Yeah, it's not a bad film. Not it's bad just freaking so. It's generic. fluffy. It's fluffy. Yeah, for a guy who was just such a wild
0: person. Freddie Mercury, it was yeah. so generic. Good for selling some soundtracks. That's uh, yeah, bullshull. Yep. <laughs> next one, Number Jeff. seven was Venom with Tom Hardy.
1: Yeah, a weird movie. But I watched <laughs> it. My son loves it. I'll really? Watch, I'll watch the next one. Yeah,
0: Carter loves it. Hey, number eight was one of our favourite films of this year, Craig. Mission Impossible Fallout. Do you like the Mission Impossible films, Glenn?
2: I saw the first few. No. Oh, no
0: we're big tom.
1: Well,
2: are- I, I, I well I haven't seen after like I think what what's Fallout which which Fallout's the latest Henry one Cavill. Henry Cavill's in
0: it. He does his shotgun arm.
2: Which like which which sequel is it is it? Uh right?
0: like number 7? Yeah, I don't think I've seen past 4. I reckon is where they start getting really great. All oh, right, okay. 4 5 when you so get it's like when protocol, they did with
1: Fast, Fast and the Furious. They, that's yeah. where they did appear. Once
0: at. Christopher Macquarie came on board, the films really went up. Right. So yeah. they're, they're great. Uh, number nine was Deadpool 2. Yeah, I <laughs> liked it. Craig and I went and watched it after we had an evening with James Cameron. Remember oh, that? Oh, yeah, that's right. We did, a So good. Got to see him in person. He did a yeah. little chat uh, awesome. for Vivid, yeah, if exactly. I remember rightly. Mm. Talked a lot about it. Craig got to talk to him. Uh, yeah. I James I that, Cameron.
1: Yeah. I asked the question from an audience.
3: So okay. yeah, it's not like it's not like real buddies, you know. <laughs> we didn't buddies. spend the evening with James <laughs> hey, Cameron. James you know I mean? Cameron. I didn't get to see that was avatar. the
0: best what? question of the night. He
3: did. He, he did.
1: said it was the best question. What was the that question? One? Oh, something. That, it was actually turned to like a project management question. I was studying project management at the right. time. <laughs> 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 it seemed like I oh, just how, you how, talked about how, how he uh, handles how he handles a uh, um uh, uh, how he handles um hiring talent between his different projects, yeah, it a movie project or, or submarine. Um, submarine projects and so on and so forth.
0: So it was a really good question. Number 10 was Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Yep, liked it. Quite enjoyed it. Yep.
2: Oh, yeah, I love the Harry Potter um, world stuff. Yeah. Now, I, I hope they get to make the third one. I, they oh, will. I, I thought it. they were going to make more than three. That's why they put so much stuff in that yeah, second exactly. one.
0: Yeah. I, I think... J.K. is a bit of a dirty word at the moment. She, oh. She's she's under the pump. Let it go. Yes, just like Elsa. Hey, I'm gonna pump through a couple. A Quiet Place was released. Good
1: film. First
0: good. Man with Ryan Gosling.
1: Still five minutes into it. It's
0: good. <laughs> Check it's it out. Uh, a big a big Oscar darling or nominated Oscar darling was A Star Is Born. Yeah, Lady Gaga, I Bradley ever Cooper. Just watch the
1: film clip.
2: Spielberg released Ready Player One.
0: Did you like Ready Player One, Glenn?
2: It was all right. Yeah. I saw it at the movies and I did watch it again this year when it came and there's that a on sequel? Netflix. Is it a sequel. And oh, their book that just got yeah, released. It's a book sequel. Book What's sequel. Ready Player Two? 2. That's what I keep <laughs> <I laughs> thinking. I can't remember <laughs> what it's
0: called. Maybe it is called Ready Player 2. <laughs> it's a I don't know. I don't know. Oh, God. It's like, a fun book. I really enjoyed the
1: book. Really? I, re- I read someone who said, oh, uh never mind. Go. Okay. Uh, time, time, time. Lee Winnell's <laughs>
0: Upgrade was released. So I haven't seen it, but we will watch it. It's on the list. Good, good. Alex Garland's Annihilation. You seen Annihilation? No. no. Natalie Portman. Oh, Craig. Oh, I just think I'm it'll it too it much of a mind cool. fuck. You know
1: what I mean? Like, you know, just sometimes you're just like, oh man, I just, I just, my mind's not ready for it. <laughs> oh, Craig, <laughs> yeah.
0: you need to see it. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp was released.
1: Yeah, I love that shit.
0: Roma by Alfonso Cuarón. Still haven't seen it. Me either. I really should. Black Klansman was released. Great film. Spike Lee. Man, so this is good a year.
1: Where what? Where, where was I?
0: Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse.
1: Obviously. Great great film Great, great film,
0: film. Uh, Mary Poppins returned
1: Nice to have watch it
0: And we talked about One of these films On a previous season Robert Zemeckis released Welcome to Marwan I liked it I still liked it It's on Me too It's on one of the streaming services yeah, one Maybe one Prime. Prime I think it's on Prime So Solo had a budget Of It's a between Because they haven't really said The official amount Meaning Ron Howard Probably got quite a Pretty penny to keep making this film But 275 to $300 million budget. Yep. Mm. You can see it on the screen. Yeah. I think it, it looks good. Took a box office taking of $393 million. Now, general rule of thumb is whatever you spend on the film, they generally spend on marketing. So you could imagine this film did not make the money that they'd hoped. I reckon... Especially so close after Disney have bought it. The, yes, that,
1: that was one of the things Disney did wrong. I think they rushed into it so quick. Yes, trying totally. to push that Marvel recipe quickly.
0: Yep. Yeah, I hope they. Everyone do. was. Everyone was trying to push. Yeah, that shit. they were, yeah, the weren't they?
1: Man, you know, you fucking had Universal come out and tried to do the monsters one with the yeah, Mummy. Dark universe. Dark universes, and yeah, oh, blah, I would
0: blah, have, blah. have. I would have been on board for more of those films. Yeah, I enjoyed
1: the Mummy. Dottora was going to come do the Dark Justice League.
0: Yes. Yeah. Still, yeah. they're rumoured to do that again. Uh, they did a, a cartoon. Version, right? um, so that is the journey to screen. It's a big journey to screen. And the films that were released in that year, there's a lot more in 2018. That was huge, man.
1: I'm exhausted just hearing that <laughs> shit.
0: <laughs> most, <laughs> but, of our, most of
1: our ones have been, yeah, he did it. It was good. One There was one fight, but that was it. Yeah. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is, is hardcore. I'm exhausted.
0: This is a journey. So just in case people haven't seen this film before, guys. Mm-hmm. Maybe they haven't seen it in a little while. Maybe they watch it all the time. But let's just give everyone at home a quick refresher and let's just hear about it.
2: For the first time in From First to Last History, we're heading into a galaxy far,
0: far away to talk the origin story of beloved Star Wars character Han Solo. It's a film that endured as much adventure off the screen as well as what we see on the screen. And a film that shows Ron Howard's ability to work quickly and masterfully.
2: Let's talk about Solo, a Star Wars story.
0: So good, Craig. Now, fellas, I'd love to know, we ask this all the time. When was the last time, aside from preparation for today, that you watched the film?
2: Glenn, can we start with you? Yep. Um, I saw it a few months back. I, it's, it'll be one of those movies I watch once a year. Yep. So good. I do, love do it. Do you
1: go through the Star Wars series, like every Star Wars movie once a year, you'd
2: say? No, it's been a while since I watched the prequels. Yeah. Um, the original trilogy, maybe once a year. Um, I used can... to, I, I love the book. Well, I'm talking about the expanded universe books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was always devouring them since since the Timothy Zahn trilogy came out. Is that um, the one where the Skywalker twins? Yeah, the, the Solo twins. Yeah, Solo twins. Yeah. yeah, and then they had the third child, Anakin. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it was that. Um, I've I- dabbled in them. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I've dabbled yeah. in no series. Yeah. I when, when, you come, when you're talking about fans, you, ha- you have fans in everything, but then you've got fans who are into the books, who are into yes. the miniatures, who are into the, 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 the comic books. It, they can be into various things and really concentrate on those things. I guess... Well, not currently, but almost every week, the opportunity to go out and troop dressed up as a character, mm-hmm. Stormtrooper or a, a Joa or something, um, that was me living the Star Wars life. So yep. it, it, I could probably go for... Oh, probably the biggest gap I've ever had is like maybe two years of not watching the movies. Yeah, okay. And then it's good to come back and revisit it. But with Rogue One and, and also Solo, it's something I watch every year, with the return sorry not return the rise of skywalker i saw it the movies the first night i wasn't planning on catching it on the release for the midnight screening Mm. but a ticket came up i did the troop and i turned up there and i was dressed as a joa and then i was just going to go home um and then catch it the next day but somebody didn't turn up so i got their free ticket so good and i got to see it and i missed like i was awake for, for the last maybe 10 minutes i'm not too sure but i Near the end there, I missed half an hour because I fell asleep.
1: Yeah, my son slept through the whole thing. Remember, <laughs> yeah, slept he did the whole thing. Yeah. The whole movie. So well, before we go anywhere, can you do a Jawa impression? Do it. You, I know you nah, can. Everyone's I, tried a Jawa or a Chewie.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd be you, teeny, But I, my voice, I've been, I, I've actually been in the studio at TAFE all day, doing all sorts of voices. So I won't try and. Push it hard oh, <laughs> right now. Oh, okay. Oh, good, good. <laughs> good. good. All good. Well done. We'll but do a pre recorded one.
0: Craig, so when was the last time you watched this movie?
1: Movies? <laughs> really? Yeah, theater man. Yeah. So good. And it wasn't because I disliked it. It's just you know me. I just yeah. Sometimes, when was the last time I watched scenes the, from it? Oh, I probably. Three four months ago,
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Craig is a chronic YouTuber, so he'll won't watch the full movie. He'll watch okay. pieces here and yeah. there.
2: It's a, it's a, worth just sitting down and watching on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. when they it's released, I watched it, I was like, wow. And it's yeah.
0: actually it's really interesting in my research. Um, the the actor that plays Chewy, it's not Peter Mayhew. He's Junus Swami or something like that. or He he actually said that since Disney Plus has released it, that there's a real a real surgence of people who are finding it for the first time that may not have seen it in Yes,
2: cinemas. yes, I guess so, yeah. Because so they would have signed up to watch The Mandalorian. Yes. And then, oh, yeah, I'll put it on, yeah. Yeah, because
0: yes. that's where the, the
1: rumours are coming out now of the solo sequel. Yeah, because did you say, you told me the other
0: day that there's rumours that the solo sequel will be a TV series.
1: Yeah, it'll be, it'll be on Disney+. Plus. Oh,
0: I, I hope Alden's on there. Michael Baldwin's on there. I it's not like it, he's jam packed with um, work. <laughs> you know <what laughs> I mean? like, you know, <laughs> He's like, I'm sure, I'm sure I'm pretty, pretty. Emily Clark's pretty. You know. Yeah, she's she'd be looking for something. Yeah, she definitely. had that last Christmas movie. Yeah, true. People true. loved it. Um, for me, I hadn't seen it since the cinemas. I think I saw it twice in cinemas. I really enjoyed it. I was like, I'm going to go. I went and saw it with, I might have seen it with you. And then I was like, oh, my wife's going to love this because she's a a bit of a Star Wars fan. So we went and saw it together. Uh, But I bought it on Blu-ray when it came out. And at that point we decided we were going to do Ron Howard. And I've actually held on to the (laughs) Blu-ray to not watch it until for this episode. Yeah, And so I've been so reserved not to because I didn't want my experience to be like, just tarnished by watching it again in the lead-up to this. So funnily enough, I watched it on Disney Plus and didn't even use the (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Blu-ray. But, yeah, so it it was quite a while. So I guess going back to it, I'd love to hear what your expectations were because I guess when we sit down and we think, oh, we're going to talk about this film, you start looking at it in a bit of a different light to a general consumption of the film. So what were your expectations, gents, in the lead up to watching it?
1: Oh, well, my expectation obviously was, well, what I wanted to see was how much of this was Ron Howard's film. After going through, obviously, his filmography, I wanted to see how much of this was his and how much wasn't. Um, And so I I remember obviously enjoying the film. Yeah. So my expectation was, yeah, I'm not going to be bored out of my mind, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not just going to be just passing it off. But I really just wanted to see, more howard i wanted to see what was out and what wasn't
2: yeah i love it how about you glenn i was looking forward to it i was after seeing rogue one in comparison to the force awakens i was looking more f- forward to the, the star wars stories yes and i was like i just can't wait, wait until especially after um the last jedi i'm like i just can't wait until the skywalker saga is done yeah and then we're dead and buried just keep giving me this yeah want yeah. some more of this so I was very much looking forward to seeing what they were doing outside of that original saga so here's a question for you do you want the Skywalker series dead well, there's none left. There's none of them left except for that one pretend skywalker. Well, you know, there's. You know, there'll always be one way where someone would <laughs> for wreck on it. They can yeah, wreck exactly. on it. Uh, I, I, well, now with Disney Plus and the Obi One show and the Mandalorian, yep. and, and we're getting to see more of that sort of stuff. So I'm, I'm very excited. Absolutely love the Mandalorian. you see, there's an extra kid that they hid. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no oh yeah, no, I, maybe maybe some of Han Solo's sperm was frozen in carbonite. Maybe yes. you'll
1: find maybe you'll find that you know Palpatine also had a Skywalker you know in the clone things around the place. <laughs> There's yeah. heaps
2: of them just banked up. Yeah, exactly. they're going to keep yeah. rotating through. They, he just used his hand. He's just grown another Luke from that hand. Yeah, exactly. Yes,
0: Damn right. oh, There you go. They are reverse engineering. I'd I'd happily watch some Poe Dameron stuff. I think I really love Jay, uh, Oscar Isaac's. Yeah, see,
1: character. When I, when I, Poe Dameron. Um, Poe Dameron to me is Glenn's giving me a face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm looking forward po, to the Cassian Andor yeah, series. Same. Same. That would be. That yeah. would be
1: great. That's the. That's the Donnie um, Yen. No, 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 no. no he's the. Uh, he's like a not the mercenary. He's he's like the, the spy. The, the, the
0: rogue assassin. One. Oh, the dude with the gatling gun.
2: No, 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 no. no, no, the, no. The, the, the one with the robot. <laughs> I'm picking anyone that's. I'm not just gonna stop and going on. Did you have a robot?
1: Yeah, he has uh doesn't he have the partner robot oh,
2: Alan Tudok? What, what of course, of oh, course? I love it, yeah that robot. Yeah, yeah. So Cassian Andor, he's the one at the start who's like, you know, I've, forgotten uh, the actor's I've been name. I've been living this since I was six years old.
3: Yeah. Oh. He stars in Narcos season yeah. three and or something. It, and he shoots that other yes. rebel in the
2: back to get away. Yep. And, yeah. He's like a spy. Yeah. He's what, like a spy what, what a It was when universe. he said like six years. I oh, was six when the original movie came out. So I was like I heard that line, and when the when episode one came out, my son was six. oh wow. That. so when he said that, I was like, "Oh, it's destined Yes I love how this,
1: that whole film was based on one line from another movie Hey so
0: good <laughs> I, I love Rogue one like yep. I love Rogue one, and those characters in there. can I ask an interesting uh question? I hope we're not getting in dangerous territory, but how do you feel about the whole Finn plot line through the Skywalker saga?
2: Oh, kind of who, who, who does he love? Yeah, or who loves him? Rose, yeah. Yeah, or is it Ray, or is it Poe? I, I don't know. It's just yes. like they, they lost their way. Well. There.
1: Yeah, I think he put it well in his latest tweet. It just they didn't oh, know yeah. what to do with him after Force Awakens. Yeah, just they just but
2: talking about Rogue One. I mean, that was written by. Um, oh, I should know his name. Who's the Who's the Rogue One writer?
0: Oh, I'll find out for you. Please, continue uh, while yeah, while, right. I, while I search it up. Yeah,
1: yeah, search it up through. But I love Rogue One. Rogue One I says,
0: do love Rogue One. I think the ben way Mendelsohn, that... Ben man. I love oh, his Disney gotta, contributions. you got to love him. He's man. Captain Marvel Chris White well. was involved. Tony Gilroy. Is that who you are? Yeah. No. Uh, Gary Witter. No, no, hang on. Rogue. Gary, Tony. Rogue One.
2: Rogue Story, Tony Jar.
0: Stories by John Noll
2: and Gary jo- John, So, Jonathan Noll. Should have named that name. I've worshipped that guy for years. So Jonathan Null, actually, he was—he he was a pilot. He was one of the Naboo pilots in episode one. Oh, and he—I think he may have died. And he was a special effects court, um, like dude, yeah. for the whole of. of his the prequels. On. I love the
1: Naboo planes, man. Yeah, They're fancy yeah. And as.
2: Jonathan, Jonathan Null and too. his brother actually wrote the program Photoshop. What? what? Ah. Yeah. Holy moly. And yeah, he's, he just, if you look him up on Wikipedia and you read his life Holy story, and it's man, like that's if, awesome. if I could die and come back as anybody in the past, it would be Jonathan Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. I'm looking at his
0: filmography. So he's a visual effects supervisor yeah. for ILM. He has worked on all the prequels.
2: He's been working on The Mandalorian as well. He's developed, yeah. I think in his spare time in his garage, he, he developed the, the shoot, the, the camera. Technique that they've been using in the Mandalorian? Yeah. Oh, the one where oh, they're using the game engine, screen engines. thing. Yeah. yeah and
1: that's that's the sort of amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The un- yeah. they use Unreal game engine?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so all yeah, of, that blew one my one mind when I found engines. out that everything in the Mandalorian is not on location. It's like a projected yeah. screen. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. incredible. So he's a visual effects supervisor for A New Hope, Return of the Jedi. He worked on Inner Space, Star Trek's The Next Generation. Inner Space! willow I love him, Randy Quay. The Abyss, not Randy Quaid, Hunt Dennis for Red Quaid. October. Mm. Uh, do you remember, here's a, here's a memory zing for you, Craig, Space Invaders. Do you remember that movie? No. Which was like these little aliens that crash onto Earth and they're like real sassy and they had these big bulbous heads. And they, Cone heads? Oh, no, not cone heads. Oh, I'll have to find there was a picture. Wacky,
1: heaps of wacky aliens. There was a really stage where they did heaps of those wacky aliens. Yes. Things. So he did. It was like, what was that? Um, Mars Attacks Earth Men Oh, Mars Attacks <laughs> Earth Women Are easier, Or something like yeah. that
3: Yeah. <laughs> that that Jeff Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum Jeff Goldblum
1: yeah. <laughs> And that
2: also had um, Jim, Jim Carrey Yes
1: yeah. So good
2: And who was the third
0: alien
1: And
3: it was,
0: was it, And Gina Davis was the Yes yeah. Yeah. Did all the Pirates of the Caribbean Speed Racer yeah, Jonathan Nolan he's, Man, he's uh, Avatar
3: cool,
2: man. He's a Hugo Legend
0: Pacific Rim Man, yeah, he is he is really, it. that's an impressive uh, little bit of work there. It, now... Hey, I mean, what was your original question? I um, oh, look, we were just talking it, about the characters within the Skywalker saga, and, and do, would we like to see more about them? Um, but I'd love to know. So let's start talking solo. I think the fact that this got pulled together so quickly from probably what you'd expect, a pretty poo-poo version of the film... The fact that we get something that's so coherent, that's so... It shows all these bits of Han Solo, but not in a real cheesy way. There would be such a risk that the meeting of Han and Chewie was just like this real shoehorned bit. Maybe the, the winning of the Millennium Falcon, I love that that's left to the end of the film. Yep. As yeah, opposed to cool. being something that happens within the film, it's so good. Uh, so there was so much risk that this would be a terrible film because I guess, like anything, if you spend a lot of time thinking about how much you'd love to see something, generally it doesn't live up to your expectations. Yeah, mm. it's it's rare to get an Endgame or an Infinity War that does live up to an expectation. You know, and so I think Solo sort of was potentially on the back foot from the get-go because expectations would be pretty high for most of the Star Wars community. Would I be wrong in saying that? Yeah,
2: oh, the expectations are high. I think they did an injustice. Even though it felt like it wasn't rushed, the, the, the Ron Howard and the team did a great job, they could have waited until Christmas of 2018 yes. to release that movie. They would have given themselves some extra time um, because we had got into the habit of going Christmas is all about a Star Wars movie coming yes. out and looking forward. I was looking forward to Star Wars coming out I didn't give a damn about Christmas. It was like Star Wars movies coming out and then they moved it six months ahead of schedule for what we're used to and the backlash of the last Jedi. Yeah. A lot of Cause I, I was there at the cinema and I think there's some other things and I'll mention in the moment that I think impacted on the release. So Six months afterwards, there's still a bad taste in people's mouths. They're like, we're not going to go see it because, you know, it's yeah. a lesser movie. And that, I've heard
1: there's been drama on the yeah. production. Yes. Yeah. So I
2: think if they had waited another six months and people would have got over all that and it's coming up to Christmas time, let's go see the movie because of the school holidays yep. and buying the toys. I think toy sales would have been a lot better for their yep. bottom line as well. And so when 2015 um, midnight screenings and we were out – oh, when I say we – the local squad of the 501st we've got about 40 members in that we were out at reading cinemas at Maitland and it was absolutely chock-a-block full the place was packed it was big huge queues and people could buy their tickets beforehand, but you had to queue up to get a good seat yeah and then when Rogue One came out it was the same thing huge queues it was a decent turnout when The Last Jedi came out the ticketing was you were given, like, a seat number. Yeah. And so we went from people turning up 7 or 8 o'clock at night, for, you know, three, four, five hours ahead of time, getting in queues. Yes. And I've got footage, video footage of the crowd there, and we were, we were doing all sorts of fun stuff for the crowd. We got videos and, and all sorts of stuff that a little bit of it went viral um, to people turning up. The earliest the crowd started turning up was at 11.30 at night. Yeah, wow. And, and I think that also impacted on the cinemas as well because they had budgeted and they had staff on from early and then they've got security on as well. Yeah. yeah. And so they're not making they're making the money from from the the confectionery and the beverages. Uh especially here in 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 Newcastle, you know, 10 bucks for a movie ticket where in, down in Sydney it's 20. Yeah. yeah exactly. And, and so that's where they're making their money from. They're not getting very much from from ticket sales. So we were there we're standing around like when are people going to turn up? Yeah. So we saw a few people at 11.30, then about quarter to midnight. Then we saw more people and it was only about five or seven minutes before that people started streaming because they had their ticket and they had their seat number. Yes. So that happened in The Last Jedi and then we saw it again happen with Solo as well. Yep. So I think that also had some kind of effect on the turnout um, yeah. and the anticipation. Yep. Um, so it's a bit of a roll-on effect. But I think they should have held off another six months.
0: I think, I can remember when it was all going down as well, there was a lot of talk, when are we going to get a trailer? Because yeah. was, it was going on for ages and ages. And then I remember that then it got to the point where it was like, they have to delay this film. Like, they'd be <laughs> crazy not to delay this film. Yeah. And all credit to them pushing through, but it is one of those decisions from a business sense. If, if you were to say, listen, we have had this challenge. We're just going to give ourselves a bit more time to give you the best quality film that there is. Maybe do one of those Entertainment Tonight style behind the scenes in the middle (laughs) of it showing Ron Howard working. And I remember they released that photo of Ron Howard in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon and everyone was smiling together Mm. and it was a big happy family. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Um, I did see a photo though today of all of them in that photo and all their hair was standing up on end, like they were upside down. Right. Maybe they, they tilted the, the ship upside down, and they were all standing there with their hair up. And so it was like one of these moments that I think was meant to be in the film at one point. Oh, uh, right. Where, like they were upside down, and all their hair went, Ooh, and, uh, <laughs> and I think it was John Kasdan had said, oh, I thought this was lost forever. I'm so <laughs> glad someone put that out there. Um, but, yeah, I think I agree, Glenn, like by delaying six months you would have had prime real estate again may this is a couple of weeks before infinity war drops yeah. yeah you know like absolute madness to think that in a peak time like that you'd go all right let's go their own business <laughs> like you yeah. know yeah. their own their own end company to put it couple weeks before or after one of the biggest mm. films ever and you're coming into the peak of those films Yes, obviously yeah. this
1: is like the, this is the marvel tire like yeah you know, this is like your this is like your end of harry potter storylines yeah. you know these are the ones that pretty much were meant to end it off or end off that phase obviously yeah yeah crazy
2: yeah. i don't think they would even need an excuse they could have just gone oh, it's been released 18th of december and yeah people would be like yeah. Huh? yeah. What, you go, yeah, what are you, It's Christmas time, of course. Yeah. What, what do you mean you thought we were going to do it in May? <laughs> where did you hear that story? Yep. And people uh, – most people wouldn't even know. Yeah. I think some people were expecting that it'll be December. They just got in the – the last three movies were in December.
0: Well, that was around the same time. I don't know if you guys remember. Marvel had gone through this phase where they were just like dropping three or four movies a year. Yeah. Yep. And they were starting yep. Every to saturate, three months. Yep. saturate the market with stuff. Thankfully – one little blessing in disguise is the fact with COVID, I think, is the fact that they've had to pull back on that. And mm-hmm. you're going to have, let's just slow it down. Cause I remember, think they're
1: were, they were meant to, they're, they're pull, meant it to back. pull it back. Yeah. yeah.
0: But even at the same time, I think they were trying to go the same model for Star Wars, exactly. which was let's put our standalone films in the middle of the year. We'll put our yeah. big ones yeah. at the end of the year and we'll just keep pumping two things. I would happily have had a biannual, so like every two years, so you get a Skywalker one, a standalone, a yeah, Skywalker yeah. one, a standalone. Yeah. And if they kept doing stuff like that, one, production has way more time to make quality Skywalker films. <laughs> and two, there's that tradition. Like Lord of the Rings was so great because every Boxing Day you went and watched yeah. one. Yeah, definitely. You know, it there was an event. It was, wasn't was it? It was an incredible event. And so like if you knew that every Boxing Day we got to watch a Star Wars film, Imagine it. Like people just would have, for six years they would have done. It. James Cameron's trying to do it with Avatar. He knows that it's a working model. Yep. He wants it to be that there for four years there'll be an Avatar film, and and so yeah. It's, this film,
1: it's, oh, you can see it definitely. This film just needed more time. It did. Um, I think it needed it needed a little bit more. I think it needed to bulk out somewhat. You know what I mean? Um, I wanted to, there was more of the characters in there that I wanted to know more of. Yes. I wanted to know more about. Um, their time on Corellia. Yep. Um I wanted to know more about that weird worm chick lady whatever it oh, yeah, was.
2: Oh yeah Proxima. Um, lady <laughs> Proxima. Lady
1: Proxima I wanted to know more yeah. about her. Hey, eh? that
0: was
2: just yeah. weird. Freaky it, shit. It, it it the out and then comes in grenade. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you made a clicking sound with your mouth. See, yeah, exactly. that that's awesome.
0: moment, <laughs> I, I guarantee you that's one of, that's five percent of the Lord and Miller work
1: right yeah, there. <laughs> but that but ironically is that fits with solo and doesn't stand away from Solo, you know? What yeah. I mean? exactly. Like a guy who
2: talks his way out of things. Yes. And that's what. Or, or he fakes it till he tries to make it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I loved that. And a hustler. That's, that, that's
0: what he is. There's that, with the Lady Proxima, there's almost that you could draw a parallel with Jabba. Later on yeah. down the track, that he's getting himself connected in with the underworld in a bad way. Yeah,
1: and, it's like, well, you could have thing. just saved on effects and just Get, Lady Proxima just be just an old lady.
0: Hey, I, you know what I mean? Like <laughs>
1: it, 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 that impact in between it.
0: But there was that great. Uh, it's in, like in they that, wanted it to be more, but it didn't. In that scene, though, I loved the way that it felt like we were almost in a Del Toro film. <laughs> you know, like it reminded me heaps of when you entered that market in Hellboy 2. Yeah, when and he first comes, when yeah. she first comes
1: out of the water, that's yeah. scary shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Kathy Lee said, it, "She goes, oh, that's a, that's quite, quite scary that moment." Yeah, Carl was like, "What is this?" I was like, yeah. "Let's talk for a moment." I loved the opening of this film, though. That mm-hmm. that, that they just from the get-go. It's just action-packed in that speeder. Oh, we're stealing the speeder. Yeah, and you know, even the way that it starts with. You, you're expecting a crawl to come, but we get yeah. the, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Then we get a, a little bit more info, and the way it's a black screen lit by the
2: jump starting of the you yeah. know, the hot wiring of yeah, the... it was also the first movie which doesn't start with a space battle.
0: That's true. I no. also read too. It's the first without a lightsaber.
2: Yeah, yeah, no lights, no Jedi knights.
0: Yeah, no oh, oh, lightsaber
2: battle. Pretty oh. crazy.
0: But I've got to say, I do like those sort of. Um, lightsaber knifey thing. Oh, the knifey thing that he had, yes. I I do enjoy that. That's their official name. That's (laughs) Kenan. Knifey thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Knifey thing. It's said in an Australian (laughs) accent. (laughs) (laughs) Bring out the knifey thing. Um, But I love that opening because from the moment it starts, you feel like we're in for an adventure. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's just a great little adventure start as opposed to a slow build of, yeah. of we're in there. We know he's a bit of a scoundrel. We yeah. know he's up to mischief from the get go. Yeah.
1: It's, I like, look, and that's one of the things I, I, I like that they didn't pander to that all the time. You know, yeah. Like you didn't have to see Han Solo's parents, you know, desert yeah. him and then suddenly he's a little kid crying and then suddenly he becomes the guy who steals the car. You know yep. what I mean? You You just know. Yeah, he's in this world. You can make up the rest. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, you know, he's just. Is there? Um. Also, here's the thing that I want to ask. So, obviously, throughout the rest of the Star Wars theory, is hyperfuel a a thing, or is it just uh, coaxium? A, is it coaxium, coaxium? whatever it's called? No,
2: yeah. I don't think it's ever really been brought up before. Yeah, it's just suddenly it's just a, a thing in that, this one. Yeah, it's just the thing that they need to do. You know, it's not really. It's not really a major. Oh, like, it is really, but it's not that important. Yeah, but they in this movie, it, yeah. obviously, it's the yeah.
1: thing that it's almost like it's the catalyst. Of yeah, it's everything. the catalyst. Yeah. Well, you know. and it starts a, the rebellion.
2: Yeah, yeah, and they they need the the heist the heist to, to get it. I believe I think it was might have been a novelization, um, in novelisation. What in Invis Ness? She hands that coaxium over to. Um, from Rogue One. What's the name? What's what's the character's name?
1: Jer... Ge- Jer... Ge- Jer... Gen- the the Ge-
2: dude, the... I can't even I can't remember it. Remember it too, like Lasso
1: oh. or something?
2: <laughs> no. Oh, no. The, um, Lasso. G- Lasso. Do G- when she was... Yeah, there you Gina- Gina Urso, so, so. That's, so, that's Lasso, that sounds yeah. right. Do you know and... Uh, Whitaker Forest Whitaker's oh, uh, oh, character. God, I forgot
0: how great he is in
2: Rogue One. Yeah. Flip. So they actually that coaxium goes to them, gets handed off to them. Oh, yeah, okay. cool. I think that was in the novelisation. Yeah, I read wow. that somewhere. But it was it was great seeing all the all the, the you know the OT the original trilogy troopers stormtroopers in that dirty spaceport. Yes. there in, in um Corellia. And That's an
1: awful bike that that poor stormtrooper has to. <laughs> that, that space bike that he yeah, rides on. Yeah, yeah. It, it was good
2: seeing the likes of him and it's some like other. He's got an early model characters. Datsun
1: bike, <laughs> you know <what> I mean?
2: Because <laughs> I want the ones that they
1: go through the forest on. You know those yeah, indoor
2: bikes, yeah. man. I got this Datsun the Speeder. Yeah, um, and they're playing in that where he goes to sign up for the Imperial Academy. Yeah, they're playing the Star Wars theme in the movie.
3: Oh, really? but oh. It's in a major
2: key. Yeah, you can hear the the Star Wars Imperial March being played. So oh, good,
3: that's superb. I yeah.
0: love it. It reminded me a bit. That was one of the moments that I went, "Oh, did we get a bit Disneyfied?" Because it just reminded me of the Captain America scenes at yes. the start of First Avenger. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And so there were just in that moment, I was like, "Oh, you yep. know." But I get why it did it, yep. Glenn. I'm really interested to know the naming of him as Solo. Yeah, that's I yeah, like, I, I like that. Is that something for this film? The, is it a part of canon Or
2: I don't, I don't remember It being used before it, it, If it touched on it In the Expanded Universe novels yeah. I don't remember It's been a while since I've I I do love them. the way It went down I did though. like that Yeah because People yeah, who you complain know, about that have Obviously Have, have, have never
1: watched. There are people who complain about that They thought okay. it was a cop out You haven't watched The Godfather series <laughs> You know what I mean? Like so, Michael yeah. Corleone, he, he's from the town. He's, he's Michael Andolini. Oh, sorry. His father, Vito Andolini, from the land from the town of Corleone. And yep. the guy goes, Vito uh, Corleone. <laughs> yeah, Corleone.
0: And yeah. that's how the Corleone family happened. Yeah. I loved that moment. It was just like, it, it wasn't, was. again, something that could have been have quite cheesy to do, mm. but it's done in such a way that you go, oh, actually, yep. I'd totally buy it. Yep.
2: Yeah. yeah so cool. I bought it. Yeah.
0: It's so good, and there's just
1: like now there's like this this really old guard just watching TV. I, like,
3: I named him. I named
1: yeah. him. <laughs> I, I, named him. Oh, I love it. <laughs> or, or, or you know to be heaps funny, if you actually find out that like. He just fucking named everyone Solo. <laughs> yeah. This is like everyone who's come through his queue was yeah. named Solo. There's Becky Solo, there's yeah. Bill Solo out there somewhere. <laughs> there's just like John Snow
2: <laughs> you know, <just> <laughs> and then Smith. they find out they all got the same father, and he was a delivery man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he has a big picnic, and it's all the Vince,
1: Solos get together. It's
2: Vince Vaughn looking doing an Obi Wan uh,
0: impersonation. He's hiding out on Tatooine he just, so he can he avoid just all, all these kids. Solo. <laughs> Because you know,
1: you find out that guard was impotent, couldn't have his own kids. His name was Solo,
0: so I'm like, <laughs> gonna name everyone
1: Solo. Comes through here.
0: I gotta say, I love the casting of him in Look for Solo. I think yeah. he's just got such a look. Even at times, his swagger is just
1: yeah.
2: He was. Le- it's like he was learning the swagger as he as he got more cocky. Yeah. See, that's yes. why I was
1: wondering if it was filmed chronologically. Okay. Because you can see, he's acting. He, he's he's actually charisma from the screen actually get better.
2: Yeah. As, as the it film goes, goes through on. the
1: film. Yep. You know what I mean? Like whether that's just him, obviously him being a great actor playing the arc of the character. Yeah. Or if that's just him settling into the role. That that charisma starts to pop more off the screen after about, oh yeah, after about the first 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the charisma that you actually see in Beautiful Creatures. Okay. You know, that 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 aura that pops off from a really good like yep. a superstar actor. Um and yeah, that's what I was wondering. to say. Cuz you have to say
0: you you got to um admit like when he's on screen even with Amelia Clark. Mm. Now Amelia Clark is a gorgeous actor. Oh yes. Perfect. So you would think in terms of screen you would be drawn to Amelia Clark cuz she's really got that presence. Yeah. Anytime she's on screen. But you he can't help but be drawn to him. Yeah. Like, it's just, you, you're there the whole time.
1: But also, that's, I think that's also a trick from, um, that's a trick to, that's a trick of like set and also a trick. She's always very demure in the way that she's dressed. You know, yes. she's always dressed in that, and he's always dressed in that beautiful Western. Book, he, he's you know, a he's cowboy, isn't he? He's got. That. I he's love a space that cowboy. Isn't that superb? That it's just that one shot where you know he reaches for his gun, you know, <laughs> like, and he's got it there, and it's that typical western scene, but obviously on another planet. Yeah, I love that. Bit. I, I love do that love.
0: There's that first moment where they're around the Millennium Falcon and they're shooting their way as they're trying to escape. The Off po- Kessel. Yeah, and the pose that he has holding yeah, the yeah. gun is so like takes me straight back to like a new hope that first time they're shooting out. Yeah. On it. He like his stance in that was just It's so also dark. I think
2: it's like the onset fo- production photos that they did of Harrison Ford. Yeah. In that pose. Totally. As well. yeah.
0: Oh man, he just nailed it. Dude, so let's just go there. How do you feel he is as a Han Solo? I'd love to hear from you guys. I think he's a good Han Yeah. I think he's heaps good.
1: I I think if he would have come revisit it again, so hopefully he comes back for it, I yep. think he'll grow more into the role. Yes. Um, You know what I mean? like Because I think he basically, he's a good, this would be a good starting film. Yes. And then I'd love, to, I'd like to see him back as it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's not the... He wasn't the perfect Han Solo at the start, but towards the end, yeah, he's Han Solo.
2: Yeah, and that's why I saw it too. And I think he got a lot of criticism that he wasn't Han Solo at the start. But he yeah. started as the naive street urchin and he just found his way through the galaxy and then he became the cynical thing that he was and shooting first by the end of the, that's of the movie. Per- yeah. And so it was... Yeah, you're not getting Han Solo at the start of the movie. You're getting a kid. Yes. Um, you know, uh, what, what would he be like, 19 or, or something?
1: Yeah. How how old is Han Solo in the first film, New Hope?
2: Well, would
1: you say he's 30s? Or like yeah, so well, I'd say well, the, the, the his actor 30s.
2: was, but I think from that fir- That start of that movie of Solo, it's actually 13 years before A New Hope. Okay. And oh, so okay. Is Rogue One. It's oh, okay. 13 years before A New Hope.
1: Uh-huh. There you go, man. Jeez. Now I'm just like trying to calculate well, when I'm up, talking up, about example. like the start. Yeah, now When yeah. you see yeah.
2: Jin when she's quite young, yeah. that's 13 years before. And then on Corellia, that's 13 years before. Oh and then yes. there's And between him, uh, when him and Amelia, oh, sorry, um, Kira, yeah, get separated there, it's three years later.
1: Uh, yeah, that's right. That's three years. Three years later of him fighting battles for the Empire, really yeah. shitty
2: battles. Yeah, I it's would. I would
0: happily see some of that timeline going on like remember when we watched Wolverine? I would have loved to
1: have, I would have loved to have seen him more not being a soldier but I don't know whether that was I would have liked him more to head towards the books where like he was an empire fighter you know a yeah. Tie fighter
2: yeah. well th- there was footage shot of that oh yeah, and he's wearing a tie helmet without the face mask bit but it's the rest of the tie helmet oh. there is footage of that somewhere
1: yeah because that's because he talks about it yeah, and that was one of the things out. you don't Pick out much You know yeah. I would have loved To see more of that Because he just He just suddenly Pops up through his later And goes Yeah man I'm a good flyer
3: like, Yeah, yeah
1: where, where did I see that Where did I see that Oh because I did You know And you're just like oh, I wish I saw I wonder that. if it's a deleted scene I haven't even Yeah yet. I think yeah, It's but a I think they scene. could have do- Dived into that more Yeah totally And still somehow worked in the meeting with Woody Harrelson instead of doing that battle sequence.
0: Yeah. You know, that battle I do sequence. I enjoy scene. it, though, where yeah, he like thinks it, he's an officer then suddenly catches him out and knows that they're not really with the you could have done that in a... You could still
1: do that with a flying sequence, you know, like... Uh, yeah, whether it's just a. But, you know, once again, it could be a... That would have been hard to film as a flying sequence, a sci-fi flying sequence. I, that would have been
0: heaps of pre- post-production. Let's talk the heist. That goes oh. on, on the train. Have you played, Glenn? Do you, do you play much, uh, do much gaming? No, I don't. No. There's a new Star Wars game that came out. Was it last year that the game came out? Maybe it was this Battle, year. Battlefront? No, the um, Fallen Order one. The oh, Star yeah. The Star Wars yeah, Jedi yeah. Fallen Order. The opening of that game is literally the train scene. All right. So the way that you're going through, and there's they, you know, they're on the train that's sort of turning on yep. the tracks in that cool way. You're actually working your through your way through carriages. That's a great style story um, with stormtroopers in each carriage, and you're sort of okay. shooting your way through to get through. So it's really interesting because there are moments. I, I'm digressing from my original point, which is to talk about the heist. But there's moments there that I go solo. Paints a huge picture for that um, video game. Mm. So a lot of that feel is the video game. Also, I think solo plays a really important part on the vibe of the Mandalorian we get later on. Yeah. So I uh, think that the Star Wars stories
1: both do. Yeah. Because I think that's what people, I think Mandalorian, they're more listening to fans. it? Yeah. Well, with
2: Jon Favreau involved. I mean, he he kicked off the MCU by directing Iron Man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now he's he's done plenty of stuff. Because John Favreau does the voice of Rio. Yeah.
0: The the,
1: the monkey the, sort of Oh, man. Does he? Yeah.
2: With the four arms. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Superb. I was trying to figure out who that was. I really enjoyed that character too. Yeah. I, I really liked him. And
2: it's sorta of, it's a bit sad
0: how quickly he's gone from
1: yeah. the There's Yeah, There's a lot of
0: them there, yeah, like Teddy Newton. What, what? Yeah. What was she
1: even in there for?
2: Especially that line he says about you've never slept as good as been curled up in the lap of a walkie. <laughs> so I, no awesome. <laughs> I lost it when he said that.
0: I lost it when that the little one liners that he has yeah. through the the movie is so good. And so I wish that here's a sort of thing I, I mentioned when we were watching it wouldn't it be good if this was a TV series instead of a film? Yes, because I think if you had. Half the series being about them working heists together. Yep, and I wanted more of uh, Solo being mentored by Beckett. Same.
2: Yeah, that. that oh, I was just talking to a friend today, big Star Wars fan, Brenton. Shout out to Brenton. Hey, Brenton. Hey. Um, hey. Yeah, he was saying he would have liked to have seen like a, a Disney Plus series. Yeah. And then each episode is where because you see things like you know where he's from, how he gets his name. Yep. Um. How he gets his blaster. Yes. When, when it's been stripped down by Beckett. Um, how he gets the Falcon. How he meets Chewie. All these things could have been slotted into episodes. Yes. And you could just go with that journey. Backstories stories
1: it... of Beckett and the girl. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, you
2: would know have, what I, mean? I would have loved it. More
1: of the battle sequences, mm. more of the Academy, yeah. the Flying Academy. Although, this
2: was before Disney. Decided to do Disney Plus, so yeah, they didn't have all the, Netflix. the they, they, yeah, they didn't yeah, yeah, they didn't have the foresight. I think it was two thousand. It was two thousand eighteen. I mm-hmm. did a we did a special trip down in Sydney. Um, Disney were it was Disney ESPN because they own ESPN, and they were launching. I thought it was going to be their Disney Plus channel, but they were launching a thing towards advertisers. They were getting all ad- advertisers on first before yeah. they went into. The rest so it was oh, cool. yeah, we, we we had a couple of guys Oh actually a guy and a girl Dressed up as first order troopers Yeah And then there was a Thor there as well <laughs> um, The One of the PR girls She was quite excited She thought it was really Chris Hemsworth coming <laughs> Oh god no, you're going to be disappointed And yes And the food was outstanding So good Craig's
0: been disappointed By Chris Hemsworth as well Glenn Okay Really disappointed Very
1: disappointed man I'm upset And he's, he's in my hometown right now So I should go up there And just Biff him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we we went to the Thor premiere and yep. Chris Hemsworth said to Craig. He said, I'll be right back, mate. And he never
1: came he ne- back. Oh, You've been, you,
2: you been waiting there in your heart ever since. Oh no,
1: I mean in my heart forever. Yeah. Forever. Yep. The,
2: 2017, um, one of my one of my staff members of the cafe, she had a photo taken with Chris Hem- as you do, you know, you yeah. pay. Yes. But I'd suggested to her, why don't you take a wet floor sign with you? They have photo taken with Chris. <laughs> and, and so it was quite funny because when she went there, because she had a, like a squad shirt on for the for the garrison and because she's carrying a wet floor sign, everybody got out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and she could go to the front of the line. I was like, that's, that's <laughs> it. have that's a wet awesome. floor sign. <laughs> Who knows when the next you know, supernova is going to be on. So then she had a photo taken. So she's supernova. like, supernova. I don't know if she's holding it or he's holding it. It was a great photo, and then ended up sending that into the Newcastle Herald in so 2018. Awesome. They published it, and then I ended up taking a photo because it was in the Herald. I got that wet floor sign because we actually put on a sticker on it saying that this has been held by Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> and then in the cafe, it was a bit quiet one day, and I, it was the day after we, he was. He, the sign was in the paper And I put the sign On top of a chair And I borrowed signs From all the other cafes Wet floor signs And I had like This gathering of signs Like they're all Because this sign Had been with Chris Hemsworth <laughs> And then I sent that Into the Herald And the next day They published that photo <laughs> That's, so awesome. That's awesome That's yeah. awesome So yeah I should have brought that sign With me and sat it here. I oh, know man There's a missed opportunity <laughs> We'll probably right be there. taking a photo After this as well So yeah We'll, we'll take a photo after <laughs> this I'll photoshop the sign Into the photo Yeah cool, so cool. good
0: Um I love the way that this film... We'll talk heist now, but I love the way this film has so many pieces to it, but it still doesn't feel... You know, sometimes you can watch a film and you're like, oh, now they're trying to put in a heist. Now yeah. they're trying to put this in. Uh, again, going back to Captain America, the heist was a very... Uh, is it Winter Soldier that they were... No, it's actually First Avenger, isn't it? Again, where... um. Oh, Bucky on the, on, Bucky passes, passes away during the, the heist on yeah. the train. So, again, going there, can I just realise Joe Johnson was asked to, was on the short list for Solo, who directed First Avenger.
1: He must and, be good friends at Disney.
0: Yeah, I think he is. He's also friends with Howard. Oh, cool. So, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they did a bit of chatting. But again, like that, I'm just realising now when I'm verbalising why I do enjoy Solo so much because it is very much an adventure film like the First Avenger is. Yeah. Because Captain America, First Avenger, I don't know if you watched it recently, Glenn. It's almost an Indiana Jones film.
1: I watched it about a week
0: ago. Did (laughs) you? Of course. It's a Marvel. (laughs) Seriously, First Avenger is almost like, it's one of the most underrated Marvel films, I think, in the way that it kicks it off. But I love the way that at no point in the solo films do you go, oh gosh, now they're at the spice mine. Or yeah. Or oh gosh. oh maybe maybe Glenn I was going to say oh gosh, there's Clint. You know. Like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I forgot I went I went and saw the movie. We got to see it a week before it was released. Oh, um, wow. Disney yeah. invited us down um down to Sydney to watch it and Where would you watch it?
3: Oh, uh,
1: George Street or No, we went to a private.
2: It was in Newtown, I think. I okay. can't really remember. And yeah, and they got us afterwards to to go in front of the camera and they got snippets that they ended up airing on TV and social media. Oh, awesome. And so um, I probably could have just – I should have shut up and not whinged about Clint to the camera. <laughs> and maybe they could, they would have used the footage of – look. We I won't say we were disrespectful. We, it was packed. There was probably 200, 500 there plus – who know, knows who else? You know, friends and family of Disney. And whoever got up, the Disney head from Sydney, got up and just, you know, this is a movie about this, that. And we, we were like, shut up, get off the stage. Yeah. Like, you know, don't try and spoil yeah, we it don't for get, us. We know what a movie's yeah, about. Yeah. So, and we watched it. We, re, you know, we couldn't, our phones were in little lock bags and stuff. Yeah, we got to say <laughs> that. yeah. Yeah. Um, so we got to see you a week before. And then I think it was the next day, I created a... a, 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 a I had shot a photo of three Joas, um doing, like, blind monk, you know, see no evil, you know, but it, I've captioned it about being, a, like, don't ruin the movie for other people. Don't speak about the movie if you see it. Yeah. Now, I've had a few photos go viral. Um, well, I say viral, I'm talking, like, millions of people have seen photos that I've taken um, at trips or whatever. After seeing The Force Awakens, I think the next day I was in you know so it sort of midnight screening which was before it came out the 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 Star Wars movies had come out in australia before they were released yeah, yeah, that's by right. about 36 hours Yay. i think so yeah. I love that. so i i was in big w at um, market town and there was a box of solo drink and i put it in the just in the middle of the the aisle and I got a a Kylo Ren saber and I stuck it in into the thing. So it was part, you know, he skewers his dad, but then it was also sword in the stone Excalibur type thing. I took a photo. I'm like, ha, this will go viral. And I went, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to post it. And I waited for about a few weeks after it came out on DVD.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: So
2: 2016, I think it was like April 2016. I posted it. and then it went viral. I'm glad, you uh, know, I didn't want to ruin it for other people. Yeah. S- Stan Lee himself actually posted that photo on wow. his wall. I, I, I didn't get any credit for it, but I was like, no, that, that's cool. That's cool.
3: Yes. Stanley yeah, man. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Before he passed away. Oh. ROP, that great man. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, you get in the habit of not spoiling the movie for other people 100%. and so I I was in a lot of Facebook Star Wars Facebook groups and you know people can be arseholes and yeah. they, you see that it, it's not it's like toxic fans aren't just the people who hate the movie or disagree with parts of the movie toxic fans can come from either side of the aisle Yeah, people yeah. are just arseholes toxic fans
1: who just don't respect the opinion of others
2: yeah so they take it and then they so I found it uh, this toxic fan because I posted that I posted this this um, image of the, you know, see no spoil, you know, say it, speak no spoilers. Yeah. Um, Posted on my Facebook page and shared it in that group, and then I had this American be like, was, "There was a couple of Ameri- some people, plenty of people shared it, but yep. some people were like you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> all all we're doing no. is suggesting that you don't ruin the movie yeah. for other people. Yeah. And this guy went out of his way and was messaging me and saying, when because he was in America, you know, he thinks he's going to see it first and it's still a week <laughs> away before release, He's yeah. um, like, when I see the movie, I'm going to send you spoilers. I'm like, yeah. I'm just like thinking, what? I didn't even say to him, like, dude, I, I saw the movie last night. <laughs> like there's
1: an actual page, there's a page I'm part of, the you might, the non-toxic Star Wars page. That's, that's what it's called, the non-toxic Star Wars okay. page. And on it, you can't, if you argue if you have a different opinion, it has to be constructive. It has to be a constructive oh, opinion. Oh, I love it. That's why I love it. I, I found it by accident. And um and, and they've even posted stuff where people from other Star Wars pages has gone, Hey guys, there's a non toxic site, let's go on there and start fights. <laughs> and and they're like, the butt. They will take you off if you basically, uh, you know, you're allowed to disagree, and they do have these pretty awesome disagreements on there, and but they're all very respectful, and they're all just, you know, they love Star Wars. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's. That's what it should be about, though, isn't it? You just love but the Wars. But toxic, to toxic doesn't belong to. St- Toxic doesn't belong to Star Wars. It's just unfortunate. It's now a tag under Star Wars. Yeah. Yep. Um. It belongs to Marvel. It belongs to Marvel versus DC. It belongs to Zack Snyder. It belongs- oh, it, yes. You know
2: what? It belongs to absolutely anything. I'm a drummer, and I've got drumming pages, yep. and I've got a Pearl Drums fans page, and I have people who love Tama drums will come in. I'm not talking about a group. It's like a page, and people will post say how much Pearl drums suck, and I'll be like. Well, what are you into, Tama? Well, find a Tama page or a group, <laughs> yes, and and be positive, and just put your energy there, and 100%. And, and and share some love over there. Yes. Don't share your hate over here, because all you're doing is wasting your time and our time, and love so to- it. being toxic is is in everything. I mean, there'll also be. Toxic football fans, where oh, they'll, they'll go into a group and say, You know, your team sucks. So yeah. I
1: nearly got beaten up in Bunberg because I was there during the State of Origin and I was going for New South Wales.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, well, <laughs> that was stupid, me being. Yeah, okay,
1: way, that, that's, that's, maybe that's understandable. But there's yeah, toxic. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. Toxic and yeah. drunken.
2: Okay. They were a bit
0: tranked.
3: <laughs> I think we, no, we're totally Josh. No, no, totally Josh <laughs>
0: Got JT'd. Kneeling on the chair. <laughs> Get, getting JT'd in Bundaberg. Yeah, um, I think Is that Timberlake? <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different that's thing. That's a
3: whole different thing. Uh,
0: that's the whole dick in a box thing. I don't know. Have you seen that video? No. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. It's a song with Lonely Island. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's it's just unfortunate when it, we're in a time that if people are passionate about anything and you're not passionate about it, then you are wrong, and mm. I need to tell you about why you're wrong, and I'm just going to go after you fervently. We're in a we're in a real weird time for that, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is. But
2: people we, just get bored when they're line, They just feel they need to fill the air with something. Yeah, and then but, they just talk rubbish. And
0: there's an anonymity that, that comes from not being face-to-face with people. We used to work in a call centre. I told Glenn about our, our past employment experience, oh, Craig. Oh, Jesus, Because yeah. we were close to where their cafe was. Now, we probably haven't talked about it. Glenn did have a cafe that was – you talked about it being Star Wars, not themed. But inspired. Inspired. Yeah. So – um, but Craig and I would often have people be really abusive on the telephone to us. And the moment that you met them face-to-face – they were like the sweetest people yeah. in the world because when you're not online or, or disconnected by that uh, social interaction, then there's this almost like uh, there's a freedom to it that makes people think that they can say whatever the heck they want. Yep. Um I'm in youth work at the moment and the amount of times I talk to kids who are abusive with each other over a video game <laughs> online is is just incredible. Uh, and so it, it's a really... Talk to John. The second he steps
1: steps from behind the bar, they shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> My brother manages the bar. The second he steps from behind the bar, it's over. It's they crazy, isn't park.
0: it? It's just crazy. I don't, I don't enjoy it, but I know it's a part of life. So... Talking about things that we do enjoy that are a part of life. How do we feel about we the we've got the heist scene? We finally get to see a bit of Han Solo flying. Yes, it's taken a long time to really get to see him bust a move. Why behind. he's actually good at flying? Yes, indeed. Uh the the death of Tandy Newton's character.
1: Which, Spoilers, John. Sorry. Yeah, which is really just you know you don't really care about Tandy Newton anyway.
0: It's true. I wish they played
1: on it a bit more with Beckett. Yeah, because he didn't seem too upset over it either. No, it was it's like
2: just... a yell. It's <laughs> yeah. just like you know,
1: ah, I'm gonna have to sleep with the
2: Wookie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. be the best sleep you've ever had. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you really struggle with that.
0: There, there's a couple of little things like where you go, ah, oh, it's probably opportunity missed to to mm. develop his character because Beckett's a good character. Yeah. He's a cool character. Uh, I did did like it later on when we get to see him being, be a scoundrel a bit more. Yeah. But, like, they're
1: only, like, they, they have this huge relationship, but they're only together for, like, two, three days, aren't they? I'm
2: not, not sure. Not, not long, It's not a long time, not is it? Not a long
0: time. Because he, well, I guess they do the one job and then... That's it. Yeah, that's it. Because then he it. tells him about the job with some gangsters. It would be cool if they like you,
1: you. You found out like you know a year later they've been doing jobs together.
2: Yeah, that would have.
1: You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he meets with even with Tandy Newton. They've been they've been doing jobs yep. together. You know, he's been learning. He's been learning more about how to be a scoundrel. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's done some work with the Huts at the time. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, like I said, I, I love the film. Uh, yeah, me too. But I think it's it's a. Um, I think it's a deck of cards he's struggling hard to hold in his hand. Yeah, um, and it just he, while he does make it over the line, I think he just makes it over the line. Yeah, I think it should have been, like you said, should have stopped it, dropped it, put it in a TV series. Or if not,
0: they should have just basically, you know, just spread it out a bit more. Well, I think there's two films worth of information crammed into the one film. Yeah, yeah, and we, we didn't know the need to know all of Solo. No. I think, like, in honesty, they get the balance of his past is probably as good as we could have got in a two-hour film. Yeah. But I think then, like, we haven't even talked about Paul Bettany as the, the, the villain and, you know, Kira's betrayal, all those things yet, which is a whole nother Half of the film, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but
1: if you th- if you think about Han Solo as a character, one of the amazing things that you love about Han Solo the when you first meet him, obviously, in New Hope, yeah, he's a dude that you just get that feeling that he's been there, done that. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, it, he doesn't need to have scars on his face, but, you know, he's talked his way out of most things. He's been through most areas. Yeah. You know, you wanted the castle Run to be something, you know, a little bit more dramatic. Well, obviously, it was dramatic, but, you know what I mean? Something that would have been... It's almost its own film in its own yes. way, you know. That Castle the Kessel
0: run. run is a big deal. Yeah, he exactly. Does, I do like but, his little swagger, but Aunt you don't was. see
1: that. He doesn't do this. His adventure isn't big. No, it's not a big adventure. It's I would say at the maximum, it's like a like apart from the three years when he was working for the Empire. Yeah, it's like one month.
0: Yeah, like they're mm.
1: stretching out one month worth of. Oh, I think how how I see and obviously I don't want to jump into the toxic how I see the world. No, no. But like um, Han Solo, man. Han Solo should be just the guys had so many adventures, so yeah. many adventures because every, you know, there had been without Han Solo there'd be no Star Lord. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like there'd be no there'd be no Poe Dameron. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because Poe Dameron, he is he's just Han. he's just Han. He's Han. You know what I mean? And um and that's what you want. You want you want that um character. I want to see more adventures. That, But that's what's brilliant. That's what I love about this film is that I want to see more out of it. Yes. I, want to, I never left disappointed from the film. No. I just wanted to see more of it.
0: Which he was signed on for three films oh, there to you go. be solo. So their intention but was they, to make another two. They capped it off too quick. They did, didn't
1: they? They capped it off heaps quick. Yeah. Suddenly at the end of the film, it's this, you would say it's like a strange throw to a new hope.
2: Well, it's ten years. Ten years. Yeah, it's ten years. So, so he's got...
1: he's, he has a Millennium factor for ten years. Yeah,
2: and he's you know the he strips a lot of it off, like the internal. You see a lot of the guts. You know, like in the original trilogy, you can see the wires and that all in the walls. Yeah. yeah, but in in um, solo the panels are all there and it's all pristine and
1: oh, okay and he good. has that
2: um escape pod at the back which is obviously yeah. <laughs> yeah so you know it has ten years worth of abuse after that <laughs> Oh, superb. <laughs> yeah. superb and also uh, th- there was some so interesting there is connections. more adventure oh, there's, built there is. into it and what was okay, interesting so, so L three she did the hyperspace calculations for Lando yeah and then she was. Uploaded to the computer after yep. she was destroyed. Yep. So when she was doing it, she actually hits her head. Do you remember? She hits her head. Yeah. yeah. To, and then in Empire Strikes Back, he hits, hits the ship. ship. Oh.
3: oh, shoot, Whoa, yeah. This is yeah. why you're
2: here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. awesome. honey yeah.
0: blue.
1: So
2: that's – and also C-3PO actually says something about – because they were communicating with the hyperdrive unit. Yeah. And he says that she's a bit rude yes. in Empire Strikes Back. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, this is stuff that Lawrence had writ- written yes. decades before. And it could have been Jonathan going, hey – let's do this little thing. And he's sort of that's like, I love balls, that man, I'm yeah.
1: incredibly impressed. I'm, like, I'm going to shut up. <laughs> I feel like this sort of stuff,
0: like another thing that I think that I just wish that we got a bit more with Han is the idea of him like pining for Kira that whole time and, yep. and not holding back. I do see Han Solo as more of a Star Lord and he was probably with quite a few ladies yeah. <laughs> in, in, in his time. <laughs> So I uh, almost like it feels like just a bit of a wussy version of him to just be like not I don't wanna I don't want to say it insensitively. No, but, but he, I think if you're gonna spend
1: three years fighting for the Empire, surely that's not your first battle you're jumping into. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Now let's say let's say you spent a year and a half in, in the train, academy yep. and got kicked out or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't be that shocked. I, I I would have liked to seen, I guess, a little bit more of a I think his naivety as we we're talking about should have been gone yes like don't get me wrong he still has that hope in him that's what makes han solo that awesome that you know he is the, the put the terminology a hooker with a heart of gold yeah you know what i mean and he'll always choose you know sort of what's right all the time
2: yeah yeah no i love mm. it i love it when they're on kessel um beckett is wearing the skiff guard costume that was in return of the jedi yes the yeah Lando i did War. pick up on that yes. yeah. In the cloak room, there was um, Kira oh, the had had the the cape on that Lando was wearing in *Impostor*. I love yes. that cape sequence, man. Yeah. The re- cape. I didn't realise he, he does had such have a, cape. a lot of capes. Yeah, he does. <laughs> there, there, and there, there was things that were said. I think yes, when, that's, when, that's a, yeah, that's when a he,
1: custom made.
2: Yeah, when he first when they first meet in *Solo*, um, Lando calls him Han, and he yes. Oh, sorry, Han. Han. Yeah, Han yeah, I love and, that. And he corrects him, says Han. Um, that's repeated again in Empire Strikes Back and... Because I read
0: that Billy D. Williams actually, when they were shooting Empire, just kept saying his name wrong. Yeah. And so they put that in the yeah. in Solo to just sort of
2: blend it in. So it's like... Yeah, a little... there's, there's always done it, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. And also at the end there when Han goes up and kind of, you know, he's going to have a go at him. Yeah. Lando does that in Empire Strikes Back when he
3: meets yes. up with him. I, I awesome love – there's
0: also another one that I read and I picked up when I watched it was there's that moment where Lando looks at him and goes, I hate you. And
2: he that says, is, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so many little things like that that I think you can pick up when you re-watch it. Yeah.
0: Ah, there you go. So I've missed a
1: yeah, lot of So
2: these.
0: Even like I didn't know – I found out in my sort of research before watching it, when they're on the Spice planet, um, the, the Wookiees – are all actually like they're properly like emaciated? So yeah, they're really yeah. matted fur, yeah. and some of them yeah, are I balding. Thought so. They look
1: like something out of Stanley. Out of they Stanley look like two thousand and one, yeah. don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: but that's purposely done because they wanted it to look like they'd been prisoner on that planet for such a long time. Mm. There was a. It's funny too in a world where Dune's about to be released. Next That's year, not a spice the whole the whole spice thing. Yep. so sort of, you go, oh, okay, all right. Oh, right. we all
1: love spice. We all love spice. There's probably a spice
0: mine somewhere in India, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Old spice is what I'm all about. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nope, 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 nope. I um, I really do enjoy this film as a standalone. I think no, yeah. I think it, it works really really well, Craig. I, I guess at this point we should talk about how much Ron Howard do we get in this film? We've talked about how much Star Wars we get in yep. this film. It's it's wonderfully within the Star Wars realm. But in, in the context of a Ron Howard season that we're doing, how how does this fit, Craig? We're it's, not ranking it. But oh,
1: look, it's you can, obviously, specifically, we know that by by rights, he's done at least 70%, 80%. Yes. You know? Um so you know there's a lot of him in it. Yeah. Look, it's it's a it's such an outlier of a film to what he usually does. Yeah. So it's hard it's not one I can do an easy comparison with. Yeah. You know, obviously there's a lot of green screen. Uh there's some beautiful shots, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but to be honest, I this could be anyone's film. Yes, yes
2: that's true. I forgot it was a Ron Howard film. Exactly. Until I saw Clint and I went, ah, that's I, right, I, Ron made it. I've never, ever
1: seen this as a Ron Howard film. It's I don't think I'll it? ever will either. No. This will always be a Star Wars film. Yeah. It's like Willow, you know what I mean? Like Willow will always be that George, the George Lucas fantasy film. You know what I mean? It's never me going, oh, yeah, that's Ron mm. Howard.
0: Nah. So really you could probably say this is a Kasdan film, isn't it?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, As he's just—he's—they've
1: just brought him on, and they just needed someone who could basically just pull people together. Yeah, um, I think there's a plan already in place. Everything was in place. Yep. But they're working on hundreds of millions of dollars. It's not—I—I'm sort of distrustful of the whole idea of it being, "Hey, we met for lunch." No, yeah. they had a plan. You oh. have to have a plan, especially if you're swapping people out they yeah, they probably have a plan. Kazan's probably already got a lineup. He's probably already done storyboarding, and just they just needed a man who could run a production. Yes, and that's one thing that's always been proven by Ron Howard is that he, every one of these casts love him. Yeah, he keeps the egos in check. He doesn't even have to. They just react differently. Like all the big egos, like we've had of Russell Crowe and all them. Yep. They all react differently under. Yes. Um, under howard because he just must have that character about him that everyone wants to look up to or wants to impress and so that's the perfect person to bring onto a production that's gone to shit yeah because everyone's already looking up to him he's already got a build he probably didn't have to really do too much apart from just hold the camera and shoot and sign it off yeah in my opinion
0: anyway it was really interesting in my research on how the cast reacted to it because I really wanted to get a vibe of, like, were the cast shocked by it? Were they like, oh, we saw this coming? Yeah. That sort of thing. Couldn't find a lot about the Lord and Miller leaving. Yeah. Most people said that they had a really good time with them, which, again, Hollywood, most people would probably say that sort of thing. What was really interesting was their reactions to Howard coming on board. Yeah. So Donald Glover talks about when the announcement of Lord and Miller being gone happened. He says, it's like we were the kids at the table being told Mum and dad were getting divorced. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that was his one. So a lot of them were just left in the dark and then it was, they were all sat down and told what was happening. It's like, Oh, okay. But we still
1: love each other. That's exactly (laughs) right.
0: Um, I loved Amelia Clark supposedly got a text message saying that we've found a director. It's going to be Ron Howard. And, most of the cast talk about how they were really concerned when Lord and Miller left, how the project would end up. Yeah. They, I guess they were probably expecting well, we've got some proven winning directors and who's going to come on board it's probably going to be someone yeah. cheap and quick and a studio person uh once Ron Howard came on board everyone talks about they were really happy with smart, it that's that's such smart a smart business move.
1: and that's what i'm saying yeah it's a very smart move to bring Ron Howard in
0: yeah and amelia clark talks about she was actually shocked that they could get Ron Howard because in her eyes it was almost it was a step up in yeah who's directing the film mm. and i think most people who knew Ron Howard were like whoa, Ron Howard's oh, shaking over. I, was like, I remember you know? being shocked, going, Ron Howard? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, so crazy. So I really love, I think he's done a really good job in taking over this and giving us what we get. Yeah. He's I just mean, driving someone else's car. Yeah. That's pretty much it. And so let's talk of the thing that we know probably was changed, which is Paul Bet- Bettany in this film. I love Paul Bettany, his character. Yeah, I love the way that there's something charming about him. There's something very menacing about He's him. He's very sinister. Yeah, and I think not a lot of actors could probably do it as well as Paul Bettany does. Yeah, we've seen him be charming in a lot of films. You think about him in A Knight's Tale, or yeah. uh, or his could work his work in A Beautiful Mind that we've already talked about this season. But he almost this is a bold claim. But there's something very Gary Oldman about him in this film. Which no, it's
1: not a bold claim. I think um, talent-wise, they're very they're, they're, they're similar.
0: similar. They're character actors who can just bring something really. Oh lovely. yeah,
1: they can. They can. They can make a role.
0: Yeah, and so I think the fact that there's moments where he's acting very loving to Kira, mm. but you know, it's more of the controlling sort of. Um, i I've got my claws into this person. He's also threatened by Han in those moments. He he conveys all that. Here's another question. The, what are they called? The Crimson Dawn?
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: So is that anywhere else in Star Wars? I
2: don't think it's been mentioned. I think this is the first time. Mm-hmm. Crime there's been a lot it's a big thing. Yeah, it has been Black Sun and the Hut gangs and yeah. stuff, and, and it certainly was a surprise when right at the end there Darth Maul was on the screen, like yes. the collective gasp in the in, I the, in the cinemas, like, oh, what? The? Yeah, um, but does
1: he run a syndicate? Like, does so? That's what he because yeah, it all I fits
2: watched. in. It all. It, a lot of it people all fits were confused. In with a, yeah, a lot of people. There were people leaving the cinema who were a little bit confused, going, "I thought he got cut in half." It's like, "Yeah, he did." But did you watch Clone Wars? No. Okay. He, he comes he, back and he's and got he, and he has his brother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Oppress Sauvage. Some. Yeah. 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 The yellow skin. Yeah. Yellow and black skin. Yeah. And uh, I think he kills He's him.
0: got sort of like spider legs. He get,
2: Yeah. He's got spider legs, but then he gets the metal legs. Yeah. Okay. And then. Yeah, because this, this takes place before Rebels. Okay. Um,
0: I did read that um, Peter Seren... Obi-Wan kicks his ass. <laughs> Peter Serenofix, or he does the... He, does, he, did, uh, the voice he did the voice in, in episode one. That's right. And he actually recorded all the dialogue for this film, yep. but then was replaced because they picked... Sam Witwer? Yeah, who does the voice in the cartoons. So that, that there was continuity for Darth Maul
2: in that. Yep. And he didn't know... That he'd been replaced Cause because course he, he'd had to have kept quiet about it. Yes, and it was he was waiting for the release of the movie, and then he was going to tell his kids, "Hey kids, that's your dad's voice up on screen doing Darth Maul." Yeah, dad, we love you. Oh, and there's like
1: Prowse invader. Yeah, yeah, and
2: then he wasn't invited to the to the big screening. He's like, "This is a bit strange." And then the movie was released, and he saw on Twitter people going, "Oh my god, it's Sam Witwer doing the voice," and he was like. Oh crap! And he has it reportedly hasn't seen the watched the movie since. Oh, well, he hasn't he hasn't seen it. He hasn't seen the movie because he was. And that would be disappointing. Oh yeah! They, if they hadn't have got him there for a start, then I guess he would have been fine with it. Yeah. I guess if they would said to him, "Dude, like we've had to, you know, we've we have got and, some. Yeah, even a text message." Yeah. Even. A text. It, but if you were that,
0: if you were him. Doing that voice. You're like, all right, we're setting me up for a big role next time. You know, like the next film, I'm going to be here. Yeah. Because they set the film up in such a great way. Kira, I love the turn for her. Mm. And I would have loved to have seen her, especially at the time for Game of Thrones, she was Daenerys, but nice Daenerys, Mm -hmm. the one that you were rooting for all through it. So for her to be uh, a villain in... In Solo in the end Yep In such a cool way Yep I really wanted this sequel So I could see One Her cutting loose And Darth Maul back in the In the filmic Cinematic Star Wars Oh man That would have been just so Would have been awesome cool. If
1: Ray just took off a wig And she had spikes on there She'd find out she's Darth Maul's kid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I heard someone say that Like that actually like Darth Maul Rapes friggin', um whatever her name was, Emily Clark.
0: Oh, really, Kira?
1: Kira, yeah. And then they have and they have a child.
2: Oh, it's yeah, pretty dark. So much crap. It's so pretty incredible. dark for Star oh, Wars. Yeah, considering that he lost his bottom half. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's hey, true. If sex with robots.
1: <laughs> he might be pansexual. <laughs> yeah,
2: okay. uh, works for Lando. You
1: don't know that's how Maul's um, biology works. Yeah, <laughs> yep. those, guess... those horns might be actual.
2: Haunt. <laughs> what a horned like, dog Yeah they squirt it They squirt yeah. it out Yeah exactly oh, <laughs> Got milk Yeah they just, <laughs> just Pour it out of it. Yeah Ooh, when whoa. I When I saw Clint I was like Oh Ron what? Why do you do this I was a bit pissed off I was like Oh, I love this movie Except Clint's in it again I'm sick <laughs> of the nepotism And then I just realised I was jealous I want to be how yeah. <laughs> you Howard's brother <laughs>
1: Then he and was just was- happy When the, the robot grabbed his face
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Then I was yeah. like Man, You know Why wouldn't you? Why would you take like, advantage Of that situation?
0: Face, not my face <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so good Now guys we got anything else we want to cover here? I don't want to leave anything out before we start moving on. Glenn, you
1: got oh, anything?
2: Let me, let me just have a Glenn's look. Glenn's got notes. I oh, you got it. notes, man. Yeah. They're awesome. He's
1: more I prepared it, than I, I am. Know. That's
2: uh, so good. Uh, I love uh, it. Uh, and we doing this? Two years. Two years.
0: Hey, we haven't Yay! even mentioned. It's our second
2: birthday. Second birthday. Happy birthday. I didn't bring Thank you a you. cake, but. I oh, Wouldn't want you to blow on it anyway. Yeah, Craig, exactly. Yeah. Craig got a, us coffee. Yeah.
0: Hey, have you guys? A, Craig Craig got us coffees from a non-sponsor running a Monopoly promotion today. I haven't. Uh, <laughs> mine's a, mine's a, a second a, chance uh. You have a second chance. I'm going to rip mine open. And see yeah, I already. Got. Had, I got Trafalgar it's a, Square. It's an instant
2: win. Oh, another coffee. Ooh, uh, work, there we go. Put right, that just, in the piggy bank. Just some quick trivia. Um, oh, I love awesome. it.
1: Some love a quick trivia.
2: The Mandalorian battle armor in Dryden Voss's meeting room. Yeah. That was cool to see. Yeah. And, and it was like, Will will Kira end up wearing that? Yeah. Oh. Um, Solo was Warwick Davis's tenth Star Wars related project. Yes. Oh, yes. I loved seeing oh, him. Yeah, Warwick. I loved seeing him too. Oh, when he know. when he cocks that gun and you're just like, Yeah It's <laughs> Shoot <laughs> that bad. Uh Han says, I have a really good feeling about this. Yes. As opposed to I have a bad feeling about this. Bosk's name is is mentioned when they're talking about who they could get to do the next job. Ah. Bosk. Aura Singh. Remember Aura Singh? She was a long...
1: Bosk, give me... Can
2: you... Bosk, he's me? a Trandachan in Empire Strikes Back. So the, he's a bounty hunter. Ah, yes. You know the yeah, rip, yeah, yeah. When, they're,
1: when they're all standing there and, he's, and yeah. Vader's given them a run
2: And so when they take on board Chewie and Han... Um, I think it's Tandy Newton's characters, like, you know, couldn't we have got, gotten boss? Yes. And, awesome. And then it's also Aura Singh, who was in The Phantom Menace. She's a, like a, a bald, but with a ponytail, very long female alien with a very long gun. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's mentioned that Beckett had killed her.
3: Oh, wow. Oh, yes, yeah. that's
2: right. Yeah. And he said, no, I, I only pushed her. I think it was The Fall that killed her. Yes. Yeah, because cause, um, Lando oh. owed her money. Yes, yes. Uh, so awesome. um, I love Kira, Kira and Han are caught kissing in Lando's cape closet Yes And that is where Han and Leva Leia
3: kiss
1: Is it really? That's true yeah. See that's what I wanted to say That's probably just where he just does all these women Yeah, in the
3: closet It's the the old
2: cape trick Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. boom Is it it a
3: euphemism?
2: (laughs) Um, So when Han and Lando meet During the Sabacc game Han claims he owns a VCX-100 And the VCX-100 is the model ship in Rebels The Ghost is a VCX-100 Oh wow, so
1: cool And you see that in...
2: You see that in yeah in Rise the of Skywalker? yeah the Rise of Skywalker. Mm. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, also it's also in Rogue One. Oh wow! Yeah, there you go. I think it's in that battle, and <laughs> at the end when they. Oh,
1: ah, yeah. superb! I love Star Wars universe. Um,
2: <laughs> me too. <laughs> so this this was actually considered Chewbacca's first lead role. Yes, yeah. and so they had to produce eight what suits. What about his and Christmas special? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I <think> I was, <laughs> mm, I think his father was the lead role in that. Okay. <laughs> or so or his son.
0: Good. Oh. Glenn, is this is this a film that in the Star Wars community that they just love the fan service in it?
2: Is it I think overall it has been. There's yep. been a lot of positive you know, I like this bit, I like how it's connected to that bit. It feel it feels like it fits into it, fits it feels into natural. Everything. It does. Same I feel the same way with Rogue One. Yeah. I think if if George Lucas had the technology and he had made these films, you know, back in the mid to late nineties, yeah, uh, and they were exactly like this, people would be. they'd believe he's even more of a genius than yeah. Than what we already give him credit for.
1: It's so good. Do you right? believe he's currently a genius? I. Or do, oh. do so if you praise George Lucas, do you praise do you praise what he's done years ago?
2: Oh, I am. I also think, think that we we don't give enough credit to his ex-wife. So she was very heavily involved. Oh, wow. Please explain in the in the original trilogy. She was the one that was kind of like, no, let's do it this way, let's do it that way. This is from what I understand. Yeah. she wasn't around for the for the prequels. They yeah. had ah. they had broken up and they had gone through a divorce. Matter of fact, to raise the money for his divorce settlement, he sold off Pixar. So Pixar yes. was started by Lucasfilm, yeah. and yeah. he sold that to Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs, yeah, who ended up selling it to, Disney, to Disney, yeah, and yeah. then who ended up owning Lucasfilm. So, so she and wasn't around.
1: Steve Jobs was the highest shareholder for the Disney. Yeah,
2: second and,
0: highest now George
2: Lucas. Yeah, and so yeah. I think she should get a lot of credit for, okay. for for his success at the start there, but John Favreau and Filoni, they've had him on set for The Mandalorian, yeah, I saw yeah. that. And so there's there's from what I've heard there's like two factions. There's the Kennedy faction, but then there's been this rising George Lucas loyal faction, Felony and Favreau, who have, you know who have got. the maker in and get his suggestions and what do you think about this and what do you
1: think he wanted to go supposedly he wanted to go more down the line like it would have been like an avatar type midiachlorian like world he wanted to jump jump into was that right
2: oh that what he did with the Star Wars saga We'll so you're talking about the the seven yeah. eight nine would have yeah. ended up
0: being more about the yeah. medical. I, I, I don't.
2: Well, I don't know. Well, he did. He did write them a. He gave them ideas. Yeah. Which they didn't follow at all. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I think that did piss him off because they didn't tell him. They didn't go. Oh, George, we're not going. They just went. Oh, this is what we're doing for. Episode 7 yeah. Thanks yeah. old man Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know We gave okay. you know, him <laughs> Here's yeah, your money yeah, yeah. Oh. They gave him the money And he was like I'd like to make some shit. Yeah you can do that You can do that you can make And then they didn't Give us a shit about What he what he Here's what some money yeah. Go buy yourself Another ranch
1: <laughs> Who's <laughs> a good little George <laughs> uh,
0: I did George Lucas Did make two appearances On set for Solo he, Oh right He was there Before uh, Ron Howard came on board Yep. So very early on in the piece, he did a, a set visit. And then once Ron was making the film, he invited George, because George Lucas is actually Ron Howard's mentor. Yeah. And so he invited him on. And supposedly, they haven't said which bit it was, but he didn't input anything in the film except for at one point he watched a scene that Han was doing. And he's like, why wouldn't Han do this? And everyone was like, oh, I can't believe we didn't think about that. Mm. And so there's some, something in the film. was
2: a George Lucas okay. little brainchild. All right. Did he go... To- play it more intense
0: uh, it's one of those things Ron Howard got well, pressed think, in the you know, interview I, I think worked. Han would be in the shower with Chewie <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah,
2: why aren't they kissing sense. in the closet yeah. Yeah. with yeah, all exactly. his capes uh, yeah, You were talking about Keira not i Chewie now
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who knows, oh, who knows? She, she's got a, a mean streak Yeah, hey her. it's got
1: to be lonely on the spaceship and it's only Han and Chewie you know yep,
2: yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean this was a goal there's an opportunity missed whether or not Chewbacca has like a A dog's sort of penis. (laughs) That
1: would have been awesome. Goodness me. That would have been awesome. Goodness me.
0: (laughs) I I like the man. I'm always like
1: Han Solo, always stroking my own (laughs) Wookiee.
0: So good. So, guys, overall, what do we think?
2: I loved it. Yeah, I I did. I I did love the movie immensely. It
0: holds up the second time around? Yeah. Third time around? there's There's a
1: lot of Star Wars bias on it, man. I just love that world.
0: Yeah. I think you know what I mean? like, like there's
1: a part of just watching a Star Wars film where it's just there's a comfort to it. You know what I mean? And yeah. there's 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 just this world that I, I I I can barely think of a world that matches it.
2: Yeah. No, no you're the, right. yeah, I don't think there's ever been anything you're right. right. has had the same kind of cultural impact as the star wars universe and if they give us more rogue one uh, i mean not that exact movie but more of the same rogue one and, and solo feel. and mandalorian yeah they keep dishing that up um yeah. i'll keep going back for more I,
1: i'll keep going back even if they just fucking just had ray sitting there lifting up planets and shit juggling planets <laughs> i'd still be like that's
3: awesome
2: <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't be in for that um yeah um,
1: I think she's beautiful, Daisy Ridley. <laughs>
0: oh, I love Daisy Ridley. I love the fact that in the films she can be such a, a good role model for a, gen- a generation of young girls that where Star Wars isn't a boys thing anymore.
2: Oh, definitely. Oh, it's so cute seeing little girls... Yeah. Dressed, dressed up as in ray. that ray and with the hair done in those little... Yeah. That, oh, that fuck, thing. it's so
1: much better than watching
0: him dressed as Harley Quinn and just going, do you see how inappropriate
2: yeah. that is? so gross,
0: <laughs> so gross. i got to say, what I think is a real credit to this film is in a post-Skywalker saga world that this film still holds up. So I guess... After the sort of disappointments of, I thought Rise of Skywalker was Skywalker was a Skywalker. real disappointment of a film. Jabba Hugi though. Yeah, I'm trying to channel my inner in a Star Wars world. But I, I felt like we've sort of discussed already the opportunities missed were such in Rise of Skywalker, and mm. there was so much in there. I probably would have been happier to have another two Skywalker films to really. Get everything done back properly. on track, and yeah, yep. So one film just to get us back on track the the film which probably would have been your whole our connection that sort of thing. Oh still yeah, going I mean on. they
2: could have explained how they managed to supply all the food for those the crew on those thousands of star destroyers. Yeah, or <laughs> training. And, yeah, you know, there's just so many questions I yeah. have. Yeah, they fed <laughs> on the force. The force can feed now (laughs) Uh, It does everything But I think
0: In a post Skywalker saga world You could go back and watch Solo And start picking pieces out That are just as infuriating I wish they'd done this I wish they'd done that And I was let down by this But I don't feel it I actually I think Solo Could be the most The magic that's in a Star Wars film That we love Mm. And want to keep going back that is so present in solo.
2: Yeah, Did I it think it's it? because of Kazdin. Yeah, yeah and, definitely, and his son, they've it, definitely th- brought I that. I
1: think you're gonna. Get, I think as we m- mentioned before, with Disney Plus, I think you're gonna. Everyone's gonna rediscover solo, But yeah, The love of chin. the solo story. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um. You know what I mean. And people are just gonna like we are now. Yeah. You know, like you and I. Obviously, you're 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 stayed in that boat. It's just going. Yeah, man. This is a lot better than everyone gave it credit for 100%. at the time and people need to jump on board with that's because this is this um, solo is more Mandalorian than it is Star Wars sequels. Yes. Yep.
0: yep. Totally. And I love it about it. Yeah. That's what I love about it. It's and the world.
1: It's a Star Wars story. Well, that's what it is. A Star Wars story, not hopefully
0: so. with the success of say how Mulan has gone with their premium Oh, the Premier Access on Disney Plus. Hopefully, Disney Plus will start branching out. Say, like Netflix and Amazon Prime have done, which they've done some of their own original content in film form. Yep. That we might start getting. Are oh, you going to see heaps of it? Some I'm films, because I think I think you know uh, I don't know how successful Mulan was, but I know it's way more of a success the way it's being reported than say Tenant has been trying to go into. Oh, there's heaps. Cinemas. There's heaps down right. the line for yeah. Disney Plus. Yeah.
1: Well, they've they've already got their original movie, so they've got Ivan, and I with um, Angelina
0: Jolie's in it. Brian Cranston,
1: yeah, Brian Cranston. So you know they're already making their original Mm. Disney Plus films. Uh, The uh, other Disney wouldn't start pushing this out because Disney went hardcore too quick. Yeah, and released pretty much the whole back
0: catalogue.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
1: and now everyone's just like, well, I've seen it. Yeah. Now they need these new stuff in
0: intelligently too is the next season of the mandalorian and it's rumored as well to be black widow is going to get dropped on disney plus is all happening just after the annual subscriptions
2: lapse for everyone that started up upon its release is it because i'm pretty my mid november that i've got a Oh, really? And
1: then, yeah, yeah. I'm not Yeah, same. Yeah, I'm in November because yeah, I go it's, for it's, my October
2: birthday. October 30th. That's true. That's
3: why Glenn's here. But, but, but exactly. how much exactly. is Details. it for
2: premium or premiere? Uh, $35, $35. $35. Is that for the whole year? No, it's for, that for a per three-month month period. Oh, right. Um, I, know, cause I went looking for that information. I couldn't see but it. But you and keep
0: Milan. Mulan. So
2: what's happening is Mulan
0: is yours to watch as much as you want. Until And then it's going to be dropped as a free one in December, yeah, I think right. it is. Yeah. Um, and the date that it's dropped as a free one is when that premium lapses, and that's the rumoured date that they're going to drop Black Widow. Yeah. So then oh, you right. pay so $35 you have to pay... again to get Black okay, Widow. Okay, all right.
2: Because oh. I was actually Googling it to see how much it'll, it'll cost to upgrade to yep. premium. Premier? So, uh, Premier access, Premier, yeah. I think it is. So in thirty five yeah. for Australians.
0: Um, Mulan was worth it. Like if you think about how much you spend to go to the cinemas, yeah. if you if you had two buddies over, there's your there's your tickets and food covered.
1: Yeah, and you, can't char- you can't charge your buddies.
3: They'll <laughs> 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 you leave c- your money
1: you on the Yeah,
2: is that the only thing that's on it's so at fun. the moment? It's yeah. A, uh, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna see Black widow at the movies.
0: If it Gets there. I'll make sure they're not. (laughs) (laughs) You guys sort them out, Craig. You guys sort them out. You guys sort them out. So, guys, we've come to that point of the episode where we generally take a look at our Cineful Studio whiteboard, Glenn. It's uh, Cineful Studio is well and truly at the end of this journey. It's our last film to rank, Craig. Until next week on our season wrap episode, we do have a wild card where we could choose something to move up or down. Craig already knows what he's doing. So I'm going to try and do this very quickly as I run through 24 films for each of us where it's at. Craig currently has A Beautiful Mind at number one, followed by Frost Nixon, Apollo 13, The Missing and Willow making his top five. Then he's got Far and Away, Parenthood, Rush, Cinderella Man and Backdraft making the top ten. Cocoon, Splash, EdTV, The Paper and Ransom Mate 15, Angels and Demons in the Heart of the Sea, Inferno, Da Vinci Code and How the Grinch Stole Christmas is the top 20. Followed by Night Shift, Gung Ho, The Dilemma and Grand Theft Auto. So Craig, where on earth are you putting Solo?
1: Man, I've got to squeeze Solo in the top 10. Push back, draft down
0: backdraft down you go on top 10 oh, i love it craig i love oh, man it's
1: so it's a star wars film it is you know it like, is. i always put a lot of these on rewatchability i I've, I've rediscovered solo i enjoyed it i want more yes i'll watch it again
0: so so good uh for myself we've got frost nixon at number 1 a beautiful mind Cinderella Man, apollo 13 and rush make the top 5 followed by the paper the missing parenthood EdTV, willow Top ten: Cocoon, Far and Away, Ransom, Angels and Demons, and Backdraft at 15. Gung Ho, Splash in the Heart of the Sea, Inferno, and The Da Vinci Code at the top 20, followed by How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Grand Theft Auto, Night Shift, and The Dilemma at number 24. I actually haven't put much thought into this at all as to where I would put it. Do you know what? If I went watchability, like rewatchability, this would probably be a top five film for me because okay. I think like I would watch this more than i would rewatch the missing i would watch this more than you know definitely more than an ed tv and oh, so Woody. and probably parenthood I'd, I'd probably watch a bit more so and is it up there with a the rush i really love rush definitely not i a, a think the, the only thing that i think is hard is in my ranking is where is ron howard in this film yeah And in the past, we've sort of gone, there's not much Ron Howard in this. Like, the dilemma, we were like, this is a terrible film. There's not much Ron Howard. But this is a great film with not much Ron Howard, you know. So, I'm actually going to put it at, I'm going to put it at number eight, Above Parenthood. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Because this is such a fun film. And I guess what we do get from Ron Howard is balancing a cast, we get balancing a production that should have spiraled out of control and been an absolute hot mess. Uh, I think effects wise, this is just a bonkers film again. Yeah. And so, I, I yeah, I think that's fair to put it at number eight. All right, for me. Let's throw a
1: random question: Top five Star Wars films, just for you. Oh, <laughs> Does this, okay, because cause you just want you want to know these things. If you've got a Star Wars expert, you, you got to know do. what's your top you five Star Wars do. film. How do you rate them? I just need uh, to
2: know oh, like Empire Strikes Back <laughs> yeah. New Hope um, Equals Third would be Rogue One And Solo And then Return of the Jedi Damn oh, That Perfect.
1: is a great answer That's a great answer Perfect That's what I wanted to hear <laughs> How about you
2: Craig How do you feel about
1: this? About this Wars. about Star Wars? Star Wars? I, I, that's too much I couldn't My brain couldn't think of that right now <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's a lot It's a, isn't it's, a,
1: it's a good uh, like like I said I I'll watch this I love Star Wars. I think Rogue One's better. I enjoy Rogue One. Yeah. Because it's so to me it's it's so Star Wars. Yeah, it's so different from everything else, you know what I mean? Like it's mm. it's it's my it's it's my Star Wars universe. Yeah, but it's not. You yeah. know, it's it's a war movie. I freaking love that <laughs> shit. Um so yeah, it'd be better, but it's obviously better than some of the sequels. Um, yes. You know, and but it's not better
0: than obviously. I love Return of the Jedi. I love Return of the Jedi as well. That's that's for me. That's the film I grew up on. Okay, so yeah. I had it. I've actually still got a VHS copy of it that I got given on my. I still get birthday. shivers where he goes, sister. Never. <laughs> <laughs> and then it kicks in. I I remember how much I wanted Ewok toys. Yeah. Because they were just like it was like aimed at me, you know, like I a, was aimed a at me cuddly I,
1: little Ewok. I wanted my own caravan of courage.
0: <laughs> oh, I did. I did watch that as well. What was the other one? Uh There were two of them: caravan of courage, battle for Endor. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Man, those were the days. I love it, Glenn. I didn't even ask at this. What
2: was the thing that got you into
0: Star Wars?
2: Well, I was six when it came out. I don't remember exactly when I saw it. So it came out in the US uh, May twenty fifth yep. of nineteen seventy seven, and came out about six months later in Australia. Yeah, and I'm not sure at what point of time. I think the buzz. I remember playing like having lightsaber fights in the playground before we even saw the movie. Yeah, because of the and you know we didn't have the internet obviously. Um, it was just the excitement, and then. Where and when I got to see it, I don't remember. I, I remember seeing Empire Strikes Back and raiding my piggy bank and buying buying the trading oh. cards, which unfortunately I don't have anymore, and the smell of the, in the, the feel of the, the gum that came. Oh, with so it. Yeah. it had
0: that like flowery texture yeah, on,
2: yeah, the exactly. page, on the cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you could just smell it. I you remember those just, with cricket cards. Yeah, I don't know rugby league yeah. ones as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it just, and I I was like, when I grow up, I want to be a stormtrooper. That's what so I wanted. Oh, good. And then I grew well, have I grown up? I don't know, but I became a stormtrooper. <laughs> and um, it, it, it took <laughs> us into a galaxy far, far away. I mean, you can have anybody, even if you're a little short for a stormtrooper, you can get dressed up as a stormtrooper. And because you're not a face character, people think you're a scary You're a scary trooper. kid, man. I want to grow up and be part of an oppressive empire.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? That's Stop from a certain man in speeders it's, it's and shit. Yeah, that's from a certain yeah. point of view. <laughs>
1: He wasn't good at basketball. Couldn't get a shot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a stormtrooper.
0: <laughs> I did love I love, love that. Bill Burr uh, in I,
1: I,
3: I In love
0: Mandalorian. <laughs> in the Mandalorian where they're shooting at the can. <laughs> oh, man. That scene is so good. Jason Sudeikis talking yeah. to all that stuff. Yeah. I do love um, the little cameos in recent time that people have been playing in the Stormtroopers, like, you know, yeah, Daniel, Daniel Craig, Craig popping yeah. up, uh, Sedecas in, in The Mandalorian. I just love those little But it's such a
1: beautiful world, isn't it? It it's is, just a, isn't it's it? It's such a beautiful world. You just and
0: can't. You're so right, Glenn. I think what what it does, it's a really inclusive world and mm. there's something that Anyone can identify to within the Star Wars universe. Yep. I think it's it's really beautiful in it. Whether it's someone wanting to be like, oh, you know, the singers that are within it, and there's that great moment in the jazz club, uh, in the club where the the ladies singing the jazz, and there's the little head in the... That,
2: oh, it's like a floating cross cane toed yeah, testicle type thing. Yeah, With that really low voice. who yeah. <laughs> brings the bass? Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: totally. Yeah. But uh.
0: again, like I love that in it all. There are those little moments that that just keep you tied to the universe. Like yeah. like a like a singing girl. It's almost like if you don't have a Bond girl in in a James Bond film, you, you'd be disappointed in a Star Wars you, film if we didn't have. It that. It feels little. lived in. It does, doesn't yeah. it? It feels
1: lived, I, and it's the reason if you think about all the great franchises obviously they're the ones that feel lived in yes. you know what i mean like the reason why obviously harry potter kicked on so well because you felt like you're in a world that was lived in you know they yes. referenced people they referenced they referenced things from total other areas, which makes you go oh man i want to know more about that mm. i want to do more about this you're and and, and it also with it, sci-fi has and it obviously did before lucas it had that ability to lose people because yep. it got too sci fi, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you get your foundations and all those. Um, Lucas said, Nah, man, we're just going to make it a Western. It just happens to be in space or, yep. a, or a, you know, Kurosawa film or anything like that. Yep. And everyone just came to it. Mm. That's and cute.
2: any reference, like, he had AB1 in a New Hope saying to Luke, you know, I fought with your father in the Clone Wars. And everyone's like, What's the Clone Wars? I know! Yes.
3: He the Clone yeah. Wars.
2: And I don't think he didn't know either, but he just wanted to have a reference of things that, there was a history that had yeah. been happening and, yes. and then later because you know I thought were well, they fighting clones fighting each other but then you find out the clones were kind of like the good guys that the
0: yeah I did love that spin yes. To, yes to find out that the clones were actually intended to be good yep and like it, just those little things it is a world that even with its faults you just love the heck out of it don't you oh yeah yeah,
1: yeah but it's always going to have faults because let's be honest there's Six year old in all of us Yes You know It's this we, we watch We watch We watch it from a personal place All of us And that's what makes it One of these movies That when you go into A Star Wars universe You watch it from that personal place Yes And I, so It's easy to get heartbroken
0: I remember when they When episode seven Was coming out I was sitting chatting To someone who was in his Early twenties And I remember him saying I'm so scared of Force Awakens Because I'm worried They're going to Ruin the films for me and I was like, which films was that you're talking about? And to him, the Star Wars films were always one, two, three. Yeah. Yep. He grew up on one, two, three. Four, five, six were just those ones that you sort of tolerate a little yeah. bit, but one, two, three were where it was at for him. Yep. And I think you're dead right, Craig, because whatever age you're at, like there's going to be a time when Evie, who's my daughter that's nine, Glenn, seven, eight, nine might be her yep. films. Yeah, you exactly. know, like, and she's probably gonna love Skywalker saga, uh, the the Rise of Skywalker, the same way that we probably love Return of the Jedi, despite its faults. Yeah, I'm gonna get Carter into Mandalorian. Oh, he right. keeps talking about them because of the yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, man,
3: let's
0: watch the Mandalorian. So good. Mm. It's so so good. I love it. So, Craig, in case people. We, we've had our little encounters with people who don't agree with what we say in a world that people adore. In a world. Now, where can people find us? You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at yes. FFTL
1: Podcast, or you can go on to Facebook. Um, we've got a site on there for first to last podcast. We've got a group on there. Um, or you can email us at info at FFTLpodcast.com, or go to our website, www.fftlpodcast. Oh, excuse me.com.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not excuse me. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um Glenn, where can people find you if they wanna to, to look at some of your wonderful memeness?
2: Um Vader's wrist on Facebook. And, wrist? And on W yeah. R on Yeah, yeah, fist. yeah. So Vader's Vader's fist is like the nickname of the five hundred and first legion. Vader's oh, fist. Okay. Vader's fist. Yeah. Um. But me and my mate Brenton, we started the rest because we wanted to go deeper. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> love so, it. Yeah. So that's where it, we'll. It should that, be in German. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Battenfisten.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: So that's where you we'll find us on Facebook and Instagram and. So good. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Um. As always, guys, we
0: love you being on the journey. So like us, subscribe to us. Chuck us some five stars on the reviews. That yeah. helps us the heck out. Or we'll just review. Yes. Share us with a mate too. Yeah, exactly. Just say, hey, you love Star Wars? Check this one out. Check this one Throw out. Show it out to someone. We want to get out there. We want people to hear <laughs> Look, it. If you like Ron Howard, let's get it. Jump to about an hour in. because <laughs> 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 But hey, man, if you like Star Wars, get on. So good. So, Glenn. Thank you so much for being. Oh, it's, it's been, been a, a pleasure. pleasure. Seriously, it's been, it's been awesome. Oh, I
2: didn't even get to use my puppet. Oh,
0: uh, we'll, we'll take some photos. Yes, too. we'll take some photos. Glenn brought props. I love it. He's got an amazing motorbike helmet over here too. That's you haven't uh, seen like, my motorbike, have you? Oh, you I, saw I saw it. You yeah, I saw up, it. Right? I saw it outside. I, I was gonna like, have oh, a look. This is hot, dude. It's <laughs> yes. so cool. But thank you so much. We we've loved having you on here. I. I get about halfway through an episode often, and I, I get a vibe of this is going to be one that I love, you know. And and I got into this, and I was like, oh man, this is going to be a good one. On air
1: board meeting, do you want, you, we should do just a Rogue One.
0: A mini? A mini. Rogue One mini. Would you come for a oh, yeah, on Rogue sure. One? Yeah. Sick. Yeah. We've got yeah. a bit of time between seasons coming up, yeah. so let's chuck a, a mini with Glenn on there about Rogue One. Yeah. Love it, Craig. Awesome. Great. Board meeting closed. <laughs> <Doom>. uh, <laughs> so. Guys, we have had a blast talking this film. Next week, what are we talking, Craig?
1: I, uh, wrap up.
0: I just love putting Craig on the spot every week because oh, he gets he that knows, deer in the headlight Because I, I, I shut <laughs> off.
1: I shut off. Once I get to this part, I'm just
0: like thinking, oh, man, I'm hungry. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> and you're talking with your eyes closed. What's with yeah. that? Yeah, exactly. Um, next week, we are talking the season wrap. We're going to be closing it out. Will we? We haven't even discussed yet. Are we going to announce who our next director is next
1: week? Yeah, yeah. No,
0: oh, there's a bit of excitement for people. Nick Giannopoulos finally Yay! getting his own season. No, no it's not no, Nick no. Giannopoulos, Glenn. <laughs> it's a running joke. Uh, we talk about the cinematic masterpiece that is the Wog Boy. Regular <laughs> regularly on here. Um and, and Mykonos, the King Mykonos King of Mykonos. Uh curls get the girls, Glenn. That's what they say. Uh so next week we are talking the season rap. I yeah. can't believe Craig, we are finally there. It'll be twenty-seven episodes. Oh, We've spent God, half man. a year talking Ron Howard.
1: Seriously, my wrap up is just gonna be oh fuck off, Ron Howard. I love I you, love you're talented
0: fuck fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll hear all about that next week, guys. Yeah. So from all of us here from First to Last Podcast, I'm Jeff
3: Reed. I'm Greg Gilliam. And we'll catch you next week.